Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The loud frequency coming from your radio is not a mistake. Do not turn off your radio, but instead turn up your radio as loud as it can go. Do this so we can broadcast this frequency as loud as possible. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of Game Stuff. I'm the gamer himself, the grounded one, Corey. Today I have with me Joe. How's it going, Joe? What up, what up, what up? And we have none other than Andy from Dual Screens. How's it going, Andy? I love my PS5 so much. I want to make love to it every single day of my life. Well, that's exactly why we're talking about it today. Today's topic is going to be the impressions of the PS5. That's literally what we're going to go into right away. We're not going to talk about what we've been playing because guess what? Shocker, it's only the PS5 except for Joe because he's waiting till the new year even though he had a chance to get one. But that's okay. It's his choice. And also it's because he did it for the family. Right, Joe? Do it for the family. It's all about the family because I live my life a quarter mile at a time. (laughs) So with that, we don't have the background beat down. Um, we back, don't have any of the background beat down, really. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> what are you drinking over there? Powerade, all the power. Guess what? It's blue Powerade, just like my PS4. How it's blue, white, and black. Amazing. Let's go into this now because of the way that it all goes through. I have a PS5 with almost every launch title except for one. Andy has a PS5 with all the titles except for one, which is the title I don't have. I think, the, Andy, the only game we both don't have is Little Big Planet. Am I correct? Yeah, I didn't buy that one. Maybe later. Yeah, at this point. that's what I'm thinking, too. Yeah, it's going to be a later. Sackboy Adventure? Yeah. Gonna yeah, be... listen, listen. I think you Astro... like sacks in your mouth and around your face? Astro <laughs> makes Sackboy look like a sack of shit. That's all I'm saying. That's all I got to say about that. I, mean, I love a good sack in my mouth, but... You know. Well, I- it is i waited because i was like hey platformer uh me and joe platformer cooperative that sounds like a me and joe game i mean yes uh me and joe just last night played super mario world and uh we we let's let's uh say we're not very good at platformers if you were to take uh our skills at that game but we're blaming it on the pro controller so that's the problem um you know what that's where it sits Everything's uh, always Nintendo's it, fault. It's always intent. It's the it, it was the drift. It was drift. It was oh, all about, yeah. the, it was <laughs> about the drift. It's the non-existent fucking drift in the Joy Cons and the and the Pro Controller. It was all that drift just made us run off the edges and run into enemies. I mean, we were totally we're good gamers. Don't 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 kid yourselves that. Just because it took ten minutes for Joe to figure out the uh, train scene in Miles Morales, you know what? Don't we're good gamers, okay? Wow. So. I, so how we're going to run this episode, guys, is Joe's the one that hasn't, uh, does because he doesn't have the PS5, we're going to let Joe actually run the rest of this show and ask me and Andy the questions that matter to him and to all of you guys. And Joe, let's start it off. All right, guys. First question. How did it feel when you got the package? What package are we talking about? The PS5 or like the other package? 
the PS5. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, so I had the, I got it through Walmart, and Walmart did, doesn't update their shipping until I think the day of or some shit like that. So if you had to log in, had to basically get the FedEx app, create a login for FedEx. And then it tells you what's being shipped to your home address. So I knew it was coming like a day before. All right, it's been, it's been shipped. So my biggest concern was if I don't see it was shipped from Walmart, I will break all the skulls in the world. But fortunately, I got the app, confirmed. It had left Kentucky. That's where it came from. And it was on its way. Now, day of, it said I would get it by the end of the day. Close it to oh. around eight o'clock at night. But little did I know, at around nine o'clock in the morning, Jesus, FedEx guy rang my bell, and there she was, this beautiful baby in in a box, and I wasn't even ready. I had to like tear apart my whole living room to make space for this behemoth of a system. <laughs> And I had like a 10 o'clock meeting for work and then another one at 2. So I, w- I was like stacked the whole day and I couldn't even enjoy it until I want to say 5 or 6 later that day. But man, it was so worth the wait. Oh my God. It's and for me, yes, yeah. Tell us. I was going to say, yeah, yeah. And for me, it was, uh, well, I've never. For me, the PS4, um, like Kathy, her response to me with the PS5, she's like, you were never this excited with PS4. And I'm like, that's because you also bought me the PS4 for the Christmas. But the difference is you made me wait till Christmas to open the PS4. So, <laughs> And I worked at Future Shop, so, or Best Buy, if it's the American version. Um, so, you know, I had to wait a month and a half sitting inside, you know, Best, Best Buy uh working there seeing everything so by the time i finally got my hands on it i was excited but not as excited about the ps5 now we did come to a conclusion that uh you know the the amazing woman in my life uh decided that she would let me have it on release day this time and she was going to get it as uh my christmas birthday anniversary gift so i was very grateful for that to have such a loving uh I just going to say wife, uh, we've been together for nine years. I mean, it's, it's getting to that point. We have set a date. So, I mean, we're just going to say that now. Um, but so I was so excited that I was like, okay, you know what I'm going to do though? Like I can't like the day before I'm sitting there going, what do, what do I play? I'm like, I don't want to play anything that is going to play on the PS five because I'm not going to have my save carryover. So like, I'm like limiting all I'm like, but what if my save doesn't move over right away? What if I like, I'm going to be playing PS five games. I'm like, I'm just going to try to go to sleep. So I try to go to sleep at like, what was it? 930. Yeah. Yeah. Wake up at four o'clock in the morning and I'm like, damn it. And I'm like, wake up and I'm like, and then Kathy gets up and she's like, you can't sleep, can you? I'm like, no, I'm so excited. And then because Andy's, you know, three hours ahead. So I'm up at four o'clock. I'm like, oh my God. And then one of our buddies, Tyson messages me at 530 going, Corey, are you up? I'm like, yeah. He's like, <laughs> like I can't sleep. My PS5 is coming. And I'm like, I know. Trust me. And I actually got it at a store. So where I was picking up physically at a store. So the store opened at 8. So I, I knew at 8 o'clock in the morning, 
I was walking through those doors, walking out with the PS5. So like, it was just a clock. I knew when it was coming. And so Andy sends me this video. Like he says, sends me the video at six o'clock in the morning for me. Because <laughs> three hour difference going, oh, my PS5 made it here. And I'm like, oh, no. Now I've seen it. Now I've like, I've held it. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> so like, I get up and then and then I'm like, okay, well, I, I need to check because it's COVID. I'm like, I need to check if the place is going to be open. So I, I look at Kathy. I'm like, do you want coffee from Starbucks? I'm like, I'm going to go drive down to Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> at like 7 15 i'm like i'm gonna go uh, yeah it was like 705 and i'm like i'm gonna go drive down to starbucks i'm gonna check if there's a line outside because if there's a line started i gotta go down now and then i'm gonna walk down there and you can you can like it's two blocks away i'm like you can i'm gonna walk down there you can you can drive down and meet me there uh and, and I'll, I'll see you there but if there's a line started like i'm gonna wait outside so like <laughs> i'm like okay drive down okay it's open at eight they didn't change the time perfect drive back up to the house i'm like okay and then she's like, when do you want to get ready? I'm like, we need to leave the house at like 22 because just in case there are people waiting. <laughs> so I got this whole thing planned out. I get home. I lift this box up, this beautiful thing. And I'm like, I can't even, I'm like, it could fit my entertainment stand, but it's not clean. And, you know, I would have to take out the PS4. And I'm like, that's just too much effort. I'm like, I'm just like, you know what? It's got a stand. It's standing up. I'm just gonna put it beside the entertainment stand and run the 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 thing to it and turn it on and oh my god it's just i think in all honesty this is the with the 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 ps3 to ps4 yes there was a month in between but there just wasn't that big of a difference like um a lot of people talk about the idea of how okay the start of the ps3 generation we had demon souls right andy like the very first demon mm-hmm. souls and then at the end we had last of us and there was this huge jump of, of of gaming but i mean when we look at the launch lineup of ps4 games it was like hey look it, it's here's your you know this one game but a little better and it wasn't really like this huge oh that's it it's just gonna look better that was it that was your big like nobody realizes like with the ps3 to ps4 the generation difference was here it's gonna look better that that's it that's all you were being told it was still 1080 it was still like it was just here's it looking better whereas like ps5 we're getting here's a different controller here's a different way to play it here's you know it's going to look better. It's going to be faster. It's going to play better. It's going to be more uh, quicker to switch games. It's going to like everything about the PS five is better. And that's why I think that the hype for this console was just so much greater. So oh my God. What, what, how I, I likened it was when PlayStation, the original first came on the scene, there's like a wow factor of when you first see like 3d models, and and playing in a fully realized 3D space, that jump from like the 2D era of Super Nintendo to PlayStation was huge. Yeah, because when you think going from the NES to the SNES, there's greater detail, greater sound, and you think this really can't get any better. Then you go to 3D, and it's like, wow, this is like a whole new experience. I haven't felt that since the PS1. Now, when the PS5 came, and I really held that controller, and I played Astro's Playroom for the first time, I got that same exact feeling. 
it was just that newfound wonder like wow video games are cool and i'm telling you man that controller is like the everything of that system well we'll get there we'll talk about the controller I i know we will but holy hell so my next question for you guys is what was the first thing that you did when you turned on your playstation 5 like what was the very first thing you did did you look at the store did you boot up a game did you you know obviously you have to connect like your profile and everything to that and set it up but like what was the first the first actual thing you did with the console hmm i think it was more just playing with the ui and just seeing how silky smooth everything was like just going into the store and seeing well but the first thing was that i went to the ps plus collection i was like all right download all the good games so they're, on, <laughs> so, they're, so they're on my system i was like god of war days gone like final fantasy 15 persona 5 get them all in there and then i got ghost of tsushima i was like all right that's gonna go on there immediately and then i got bug snacks and then just like looking at stuff like the settings and going through the menu and just it felt so instantaneous like there was no delay and it was all just such a smooth transition from one to the other. I got lost in just looking at the UI for a good like half hour when I first set it up. Yeah, and for me, about it was about the same. Now, the big thing, as you know, we have to like you know back up our saves and anything. But I want to give a big shout out to the. Uh, now, here's the thing: everybody thought that, and this this is the big thing, and and I think this is where it all goes full circle. When we started getting these updates on the PS4, like we got the app changing, the store changing, uh, the party system changing, you know, everybody hated it. And even myself, I hated it. Like, I'm like, why are you changing all this? Like, why are you making the the store become kind of obsolete? Why, why do I have to use my phone to do everything? Then you get a PS5. Then you realize how amazing all that shit is. It's it's honestly like like to log into my PS5 with the app. I'm just like, you turn on your PlayStation. It says, click, go to your app, put a code in, done, logs me in. There is no verifying my password. There's, I mean, if you have double authentication, you got to put a pin in. But even then, it's, you know, you're not having to do this crazy amount of stuff like you used to have to do. It's like, okay, perfect, log in. Oh, what would you like to transfer? Because I have just plugged in my um, external for my PS4 to my PS5. So it's like, what would you like to transfer? It's like, saves, done. Okay, we've gotten through a certain part. While we're transferring the rest of the stuff from your PS4 to your PS5, you can play things. Automatically recognize my external. Automatically recognized everything. The first thing I did is... uh other than going to the UI is I went into the store, downloaded everything that's PS5 compatible. Everything just, Oh, I have a version of that. It's got a PS5 upgrade download. And then the crazy thing is, is right after that, I went and played Astro's playroom and I was shocked. I couldn't believe it because the one big complaint we've always had is, is we, we always have it. Joe and me have had it all the time where we'll, a new game will come out like streets of rage or something we want to play together. And the first thing we always do is go, okay, Corey, let's buy the game at the same time. We're going to both turn our systems into rest mode so that we can sit there and 
hopefully download it fast enough and in 35 minutes we'll come back to it and hopefully the game's downloaded for us because we know we can't play anything else while it's downloading otherwise it's super slow and i was able to play astros and download over 100 gigs worth of content and yes i do have 200 megas a second download but like to my house i was able to download 100 gigs of content to my console plus in less than 30 minutes while playing games and i was shocked yeah that too got me like just the speed of how like oh here's a 50 gigabyte game and like by the time you're done like even loading it up and like getting it to start downloading and you blink it's already like halfway through i'm like how is a 40 gigabyte file and I have like a moderately, you know, decent internet speed. It's not super fast. I don't like FiOS, so I have like standard like Spectrum service, but it's fucking like lightning fast. I was well, shocked. The, well, the thing is too is the the ready to play feature actually makes sense now because there are games that when it's ready to play, you can start playing it at that point and wait for it to actually download and. If you play at that ready-to-play point, it will update it and install everything while you're still playing that game. You're not having to do that, oh, well, now that you've updated the game, you have to back in and back out. And the other thing I found that was interesting, and this is a big thing because I know the biggest complaint for people out there right now is the hard drive space. Mm. Now, if you get a PS5 exclusive game that is made for PS5, they are hugely condensed, hugely condensed. Godfall is 22 gigs. Spider-Man just, I took a picture of it and screenshotted it and shared it with Joe and everybody because Spider-Man, for example, on PS4, the remaster is 55 gigs, which has ray tracing built into it. It's got all the new uh, design of it. It's all been remastered, new graphics. Everything looks better. New add-ins, everything is 55 gigs. The original game is 69 so it's not only 14 gigs smaller, it's 14 gigs smaller and a bigger game to begin with. And I'm not like, yes, Call of Duty right now. The problem is it's a PS4 version that's going to get a PS5 upgrade. Maybe that it will shrink it at that point. Right now, a lot of second and third party companies aren't doing that. So the problem is, is we're not seeing that shrink. But when we do see that shrink, I, I mean, it's going to be insane. I can't wait to sit there and have games like Godfall. Where you, we'll get into Godfall. Um, <laughs> how it's such a big game be only 22 gigs or like Bug Snacks is less than 10. But Bug Snacks, I think, is the same size for both. But like Spider-Man, that's a huge game. And the idea that that's only 55 gigs is crazy to me. That that, that game being remastered is only 55 gigs. So. What's the next question that you have for the the, the PS5 bros? <laughs> oh, so that's your new name you're going with that? That's what you came up with. Of all the names you can come up with, you're coming up with PS5 bros? Well, well, see, because what me and Andy are is you, I always get called the Sony pony, right? So basically <laughs> what this is right now. It's okay, though. So, 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 like, you know, whenever we're playing a game of any type, I always, for Andy, I show off a little skin, right? So what this is, is if we could call it anything, we could call it uh, the Sony horse or the bro horse, because uh, <laughs> it's basically like two people making a horse 
And then, you know, I'm up front and Andy's in the back and, you know, enjoying himself. You know, so like we've got like a double horse there and it's the Sony pony. Like, so what you're saying is Andy likes to enjoy it from the back. Well, no, I mean, if he's in the front, I'm the one that's in the back. Yeah, he's in the back. So, I mean, I don't know what's happening to me up front, I am, but I'm just oddly turned on right now. I'm just like putting up with whatever's going on. That's how it works. It's Sony Pony Love. Listen, Corey's just you sit there with your controller and just take it. That's all you got to worry about. Yes, I just, I just, you know, I've come to the conclusion that, you know, there's things that are going to happen between me and Andy. Um, mm-hmm. Andy knows I'm straight. I mean, but as Andy knows that, like, so I you understand. say, has never stopped me before. Anyway, uh, Andy, this the next question is for you. Um, <laughs> since I already know what Corey played first, what what was the first game that you played? Oh, Demon Souls. Is it that's what actually made that a little bit of a of a more of a wait for you? Because I actually said, all right, I got all my shit installed, all my saves are backed up. I got my profile on there, my fiance's profile on there. I got his Valhalla set up with the PS5 version, which it still keeps. Fucking downloading the PS4 version. No, like, no. So, so five times. There, there's a way. It's, it's a weird system of how it does that. How I got it. it how I got it to stop is I just make it so it installs everything to an external, and then it will never actually um, continue to do that. Hopefully, but yeah, yeah, it's weird how like it's it's one of the weird features of PS4 to PS5, and I know that they've been fixing it slowly. But it's really weird that when you choose to download a game, it downloads both. <laughs> yep. So it's like you download both copies of it, and then you you've got to um, you know <laughs> try to figure out where to go with that. And it, it's it's I don't know, it's weird. But I mean, for certain games, it makes sense. Like Borderlands, like you got to transfer your save up to the cloud so it works. That makes sense. Right, but like right. with 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 games like Valhalla, where it doesn't carry your save over. Or at at the very least, I I understand not to go on a huge tangent now, but I'll get back to what I first played. But like when I popped the disc in for the first time, and you download both versions, fine, I get it. But if I delete it myself manually, who is telling you that I want it a second time, or a third time, or a fifth time? So wait, you got a disc version of Valhalla? Yeah. Oh wait, so you got yeah. the disc PlayStation, right? And you're going, you're not going all digital, right? I'm going disc, yeah, disc, yeah. Oh, okay. Whereas, yeah. See, I have the disc, I have the digital version of Valhalla, and I think that's the only reason why I'm not getting the. PS4 yeah, I, I'm thinking it does the same thing that the PlayStation Four does, which is anytime you put a disc in for a game that you don't have downloaded on your console, it automatically starts downloading it. Yeah, An automated feature. Gotta stop. It's not going to stop because it's an automated feature. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to patch it in at some point. Well, I should at least say, oh, you have the PS5 version, which is like 44 gigs. Great. We're not going to fucking download 40 more, 44 more gigs on your system. That's starving for space right now. Anyway, so I had all my shit set up. And I was like, all right, I just got to have Demon Souls come in the mail. It was on Amazon. I was waiting the whole fucking day. And I thought that would come first for the PS5. But. At like nine o'clock at night, that shit finally showed up. I was like, "Fucking finally, I can now christen my PlayStation Five." And then I popped it in, had had twelve orgasms, and went to bed because that shit 
Oh my god. So you, so, so you had to pop your cherry with demon souls is what you're yeah. saying. You you yeah. couldn't wait you couldn't do it with anything else. Nope, I had to. Like he died he died inside and out. Like, did you at least did you at least take demon souls out to dinner? No. Before you, you ravaged it. I don't. Uh first of all, it ravaged me. Let's get it right. Demon Souls are talking about <laughs> that game does the ravaging. Yeah, uh, considering that I don't think there's a way to beat the first boss, it automatically will like. Oh no, there I is a way. Well, there is a way. Sorry, one hits you no matter what. You just right. have to be really fucking ridiculously if good. If you're, if you're skilled enough, you can actually beat the first boss. And then there's like another boss that you you can't beat. It'll just squash you, and then you'll get to like the nexus. But I was like, all right, kill me, let me go, let me get my shit going. And then I was like, wow, this game looks so fucking good. But yeah, that was the first game I played because I had to. I just had to. I'm shocked I haven't bought that. In all honesty, being the guy that was like one of the very first people to buy Demon Souls, like I bought the collector's edition of Demon Souls before anybody even thought Souls games were a thing. And I saw the game. I'm like, this is a game I want to play. And I played the shit out of the original Demon Souls on PS3. And that, and, it, and and the sad thing is that. Like, Dark Souls is what made Demon Souls popular, so it had a it was one of those games that had a real big resurgence of selling because of Dark Souls. Um, but a lot of people don't understand that Demon Souls is very different game from Dark Souls. It is a very different style of game. It's Dark Souls is like it, but there are things that make Demon Souls unique. And there's a reason why we never saw Demon Souls 2 was also because Demon Souls is only a PlayStation game, whereas Dark Souls is the multi-console version of everything. But there are things that make Dark Souls very... Like, Dark Souls is not a hand-holding... Or, sorry, Demon Souls is not a hand-holding game like Dark Souls is. Dark Souls kind of gave the thing idea of where you were kind of knowing where to go, to some extent. Whereas Demon Souls is like, okay, here you go. But there's four different paths. Okay. Pick one. And then there are paths that you will not be able to go any further in. So you'll like get, spend 10 minutes walking down a, a row. And then you'll realize you can't go that way. Because you don't have the something unlocked from one of the other paths you have to do. And then you die. Or you get have to backtrack. And it's like that's what makes that game so challenging. Is because you're like okay. Well I made it this far. What do you mean I have to go back? And you're like, everything's respawned. Oh, no. And then you have to, like, try to go back. And then, oh, it's... What a game. Yeah. I, I really, I'm really sad I didn't buy that. I think I had, like, did. two I, games. I, I had two games to buy, and, and that was... Made my I choices. Mean, knowing, like, especially you've played the original Demon's Souls, like, it's so much more impactful playing it and seeing how much work they put into it. Like every animation is new in your character, and it's it's amazing how it's not just like a simple model reswap where it's like, all right, here's the PSD version. Let's make it sexier. Let's increase the fucking polygons and the fucking resolution. No, I heard it's everything. Like yeah. it's like right, and it still plays exactly like the PSD version, which is nuts. Like, have all you the- tried it with the retro filter? I have. It's it's. <laughs> It's a little insane. I was like, this is nice and all, but I really came for the good shit. 
the, the new one. So I was like, so oh, wait, I'll... does the retro filter make it look like a shitty PS3 game? Well, not <laughs> shitty. It looks like a nice PS3 game. <laughs> well, I mean, it, in all honesty, that game never looked bad to begin with. Like, yeah. Demon Souls was not a bad-looking game. It was a really good-looking game to begin with. But the one thing I want to know is how much more uh, suspenseful do you find the game? Because uh, we talked about this a little bit with Kalai in, the, in a couple episodes ago. And um, she brought up ray tracing and how ray tracing is a new thing to consoles. Um, now I'm assuming that ray tracing adds a lot more of a suspenseful feeling because then there's the light, like the torch you're carrying actually like mm-hmm. torches out and like the lighting is not like, like I know in the original, that was kind of where just turn on the brightness up on your TV. You're good to go. You can walk through everything. Uh, whereas now with ray tracing, you can't really do that. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you find that? Like with. It's, it's interesting because y- you can know Demon Souls inside and out, which I don't, but I am familiar with it enough because I played it a lot when it first came out. But you can know what's around every single corner, but playing it in this new version, the world just feels so much more oppressive. Like it's so much more detailed and it has a lot more life than the original version because it now, with you know, graphics and you know, PS5, yeah, amazing things, but it just feels like it's out to get you. And you have to watch your back like constantly, and the lighting really pushes that feeling because you could not know what's behind like a little dimly lit hallway with a little with a little tiny like narrow staircase. And if you don't read the message, says, "Hey, you should look on your left or look on your right," and you just walk in blindly, you'll get fucking shellacked. And it's like, all right, there goes ten hours of work, which happened to me, by the way. Like, I think, <laughs> I think. I was doing so well. I beat like the first boss. I didn't die at all. I was like, all right, this is good. I feel a little too comfortable. And then I went to the next level and I was playing for a good two hours and I died. And then I died again by falling off a ledge. I think that was like 20,000 souls that was lost. Great. I, oh, no. I was like, great. I, I totally missed this feeling so much. I was like, fuck this game. You know what the best about Souls games is? When you rack up a whole bunch and you're like, and you're you're fighting like a boss and you die. And you're like, oh man, I can't wait to get back to that boss to get these souls. And then like, you're like all super confident and you're a badass. You're, you're fucking shit up. And then all of a sudden, like you either like fall off of something and die before yeah. you can get back to the souls or you get sneak attacked by something you don't see coming and you die. And then you're like, fuck, I just lost all of those souls. Yep. Well, see, the, the the worst part I hate about Souls games is when you uh, fight a boss and lose your souls, and then you have to try to continuously fight that boss and just recap your souls, and you know that you're not strong enough, and you're like, okay, if I could just, by God, like, do like the guys on Twitch and, like, hit them with just a fucking bandage and underwear and, like, just underwear and a club and I can beat them, you know, I just gotta do it, and it's, yeah, no just doesn't work that way (laughs) yeah i know it's just and again to what you were saying before uh joe like getting to a boss fight and then losing your souls and then you spend half the time dodging trying to get your souls and then you'll just die again it's like all right well at least my souls are safe (laughs) but like it's it's dumb because i'm never gonna beat the boss this way 
but uh it's, it's yeah. so funny like i had one uh i can't remember what souls game it was but like i died so many times getting back to the boss and picking up my souls that like i had like over a million souls by the time i beat the boss because i just kept dying at the boss and just kept getting back to him and collecting more souls and then putting those in into the pile as i picked up the souls that i already had when i died so i was like damn and then i finally beat it and i was like oh shit i could like level myself up like 40 like like at least like 20 levels right now yeah no it's it's like i said souls games that's that's one of the fun the, the crazy things about it is uh, and i like i say with demon souls they're not the the whole like checkpoint system or like where you can actually like start using your souls they're not very common in that game and that's the hardest part about it is you're like on a 15 20 like sometimes an hour track and then you hope to God you don't die during your trek. Like, it's oh, it's so stressful, but so good at the same time. What was your first game, Corey? Oh, Astro, hundred percent. It was Astro. Astro. I literally, oh I literally oh turned on. I turned on the console, and I'm like, because when you bought a PS, like, like when I bought a PS4 tech demo. Yeah, you play the tech demo. Like nobody understands that. Sony puts so much love into care into their tech demos that they can be can, like the idea that everyone like I think I've watched two people so far that have talked about the idea that Astro Boys is or like Astro is an actual launch title. They don't count it. They're like, oh, the the like you look at watch like some of the big guys, too, and they're like, oh, yeah, well, you've got these four games you've got godfall little big planet um was it godfall little big planet uh they're talking about um demon souls and then it's uh spider-man miles morales and they're like there's your launch lineup i'm like what about astro boy like astro literally is in all honesty that is it's a full game in itself i would put a price tag of like 30 to 40 dollars on that game 100 percent. that game is worth that that is it's like three hours long. I don't know if you could put a forty dollars price tag on a three hour game. That is Joe, you play, how much did you pay for Streets of Rage for? That is a game where twenty four bucks. That is a game where as I was playing it and the amount of joy it gave me, I felt bad that it was free. And I didn't pay no, for exactly. It. I really yeah. think they could have they could have held this back and made it the PS plus game for the month, not given us bug bug snacks. And I would have been happy. So, like, you, you know what they sh- what they should have done? I feel like so when I played Demon Souls for a while, and then I heard you talking about Astro's player, and I was like, man, that sounds like a lot of fun. I should play it. And then I, I actually sat down to give it some proper attention. I was like, this game, it should just be the first thing you do when you turn the system on, and it oh, 100%. And it doesn't let you do anything else until you beat it because. That thing is so much more than a tech demo. Like it doesn't feel gimmicky at all when you're playing it. And it's again, it shows you what that controller can do. And- well, like I watched um um beat him up and he talked about this idea that this is probably one of the most cleanest platformers he's played in a very long time. Yeah. The idea that like this is such a like yes, it's a tech demo. But even being a, like it not it's not just the game either. Like that's the thing people don't understand. This lets you learn everything about this console. The hint system, 
the um like the hint system the idea of resuming gameplay system the achievement system or not the achievement the activity system this lets you see everything and and also ray tracing and stuff like that it this game is made it's like the the big joke is always haha i I built a four thousand dollar pc and privileged myself and i play minecraft this is kind of one of those things where it's like when you show if i was gonna like if i bring when i bring this ps5 to my parents house and i say they they say to me what makes this ps5 so much better than your ps4 i'm gonna show them astrobots i'm gonna make them hold that controller in their hand i'm gonna make them like i spent the first half an hour walking on a beach being like, ha, oh, look how cool it sounds when I walk on wood. Look how cool it sounds when I walk in the sand. Look how cool it is when I walk in the water. Like, like the feeling. Oh, when I bounce off something, when it, like the 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 feeling you get. Like, I've never seen Kathy. Like, Kathy plays games. Kathy plays the RPGs. She plays her uh, visual novels. That's what she plays. When I gave her the controller for Astro Boys and said, here. Remember, this is like maybe 20 minutes into me opening the PlayStation and playing it, right? Mm-hmm. I said, here, I'll let you feel this. I didn't get my controller back for a good 40 minutes until she had to go to work. She was literally <laughs> like clocking the time of, oh, I have to go to... Like, she beat the almost the entire first world by, like, just she almost beat it. And I had to go back and replay it myself because I didn't get to experience it because I gave her the controller. <laughs> and But that's what I mean. I've never seen her enjoy something. And, and with Kathy, like, she does find certain platformers and stuff challenging. But with this, it's like she gets past that. It's like Demon Souls, right? Like, we always talk about the games that are challenging that we play and we because they're so enjoyable because the challenge is there or the environment's there or something's there that keeps on pulling us, we keep on playing it. And I see that when in Astro Boys, I would, I would ha- fully hand this controller to my dad who hasn't played games since like Super Mario Brothers 3 on the NES and say, hey, play this. Figure it out. Here you go. Like, I'll make you a profile. I'll, I'm going to make you a profile on my PlayStation 5 just so you can start this brand new and experience everything. That this game has I, to offer. I, you know what I really liked about the whole like you you and Kathy thing is like when you sent me the picture of her playing the PS5, I was like, holy shit! One, I don't think I've ever seen a picture of Kathy, and two, just the reaction on her face as she's playing the game. I was oh, like, oh, it's just I've never seen her have a reaction like that. Like, like that, she... like I, I kid you not, she I've never <laughs> no no like I've seen that reaction on her face before, like with with, with certain things, but for one, she never lets me take pictures of her. That that's a rule of thumb. No, and that's where she was so. And did usually, she doesn't let me take a picture because because you know it's it's the it's the 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 female and sometimes male thing where it's like I think I look ugly or you know I don't look happy. Don't take a picture of me because I'm not happy right now or something. Right. Usually, there's always a reason why someone doesn't want a picture taken. But when I took this picture, she had no problem with me taking it, or she. Maybe had a, sl- a small problem. I shared it to only a few people, so she was okay with it. But she was okay with it because of the happiness she was while playing it. And like Joe, you can see the picture. Like I showed Joe the picture, and like she's just right in there. It's like when you you look at those old Nintendo ads. That's what it looked like. 
just enticed, like looking at the screen, just controller, like white gripping the controller, like just, just right in there with a big giant smile on her face, like from ear to ear. Like it was, it, it was literally like slap on a Christmas card. There you go. It, and, it, and, and like I say, that's the big thing with this console or game in general is that like, I've, I've always had it where, you know, our big thing was when we went to go buy a PlayStation is we're like, we're not going to buy two. We're just going to buy one because, you know, usually the Kathy's version of it or whatever just sits on a shelf. I've never seen Kathy actively. And like with this PS5, though, she's like, I, I've woken up and she's sitting there playing Astros in the morning. It's like back when we played seven, Final Fantasy VII. It's the exact same thing where she's up. She's like, I got nothing else to do. I'm going to go play Astro. And she just turns it on and goes. And like, that doesn't usually happen with her. And that, like I said, this is the type of. And now I'm like, and now in my brain, I'm like, what's what's Sackboy Adventures like now? Now I'm like, oh, okay, well, if the Astro Boys did this. What's Sackboy like? And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm like, okay, okay, like. Is 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 Sackboy supposed to be better? Like I've heard Sackboy's amazing too. So like, but but this game, like I said, I would have paid thirty if if you showed me a demo. If you would let me play the first world of this game on the PS5, I would have paid thirty to forty dollars for this game, Canadian, hundred percent. Yeah, um, I'm not sure when it happened. I mean, I was discussing this game in my last podcast. Um, somewhere along the line, Japan Studio took over the reins of the best 2D platformer developer away from Nintendo. Uh, if you ever played Astrobot Rescuish for PSVR, that's an amazing fucking game. And then playing this now, I am not sure where they got this magical formula from to make really great platformers. But, dude, it makes, like, Mario 64 look like Bubsy 3D. That's how good their platformers are. And I'm well, not sure how they how they got that good at it. They didn't make these games. They did Gravity Rush and they did fucking other games, but this genre, they're so good at it. Well, and the crazy thing is that the the one thing that me and Andy haven't touched on, and, and I, I we're not gonna go too in depth with this, is um the I'll just I'll just go a little bit just so people understand is that um, with every tech demo that PlayStation gives you, they always give you something that kind of compares it to the old or to the new, or they give you something like, hey, the controller, this is the... So the, the cool thing is about the, uh, the, the Astro Boys is it's all set up inside of your... Um, it's all set up inside of your, your console. So it's the idea that there's a GPU level, there's a SSD level, there's a cooling level... And then there's a uh, the memory level. I don't know why they have a memory level. I, 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 it's the only one that confuses me a little bit. I'm guessing it's RAM, but they didn't know how to. They didn't know another way to explain it. But the cool thing is, is even all the levels. Like usually, you see Mario with themes. Like, oh, here's the water world. Here's the ice world. Here's. I never thought I could see themes based on physical applications of a computer. Like when you look at everything, like the SSD is this crazy fast paced world where there's so many things moving and everything's quick and everything's fast paced. And then when you go to um, 
GPU land. It's all bright and colorful. And there's things in the background. There's things in the foreground. There's there's ray chasing everywhere. There's a song that's going on that you can literally read the lyrics to. But I kid you not, that song, it, it like if I could go to the Game Awards and it's like best new original track, that's it. That GPU song is stuck in my head so like bad. That, that song is the catchiest shit. Like you talk about the best soundtracks in gaming. That thing is just pure joy. Like I sat there just listening to it sing to me. It's that's it's so goddamn catchy. Did you did you find the lyrics to it? Yeah. <laughs> they actually hide the and here's a cool thing, Joe. They actually had it where if you hit a wall at certain points in the level, you could unlock the lyrics and it will like read all the lyrics out to you. While it's playing the songs? Well, no, it would, like it, it actually shows you all the lyrics on the wall, and then you listen, and you're like, oh my god, now I... Now. And, and it's a catchy song that literally just describes what a GPU does for your, your PlayStation. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, yep. that's the entire song. It talks about, like, oh, I, I control the light and the shadow, and, you know, like... I'm the thing that makes your door open. Like it, it just has all these things and it's like, I'm your GPU. Like that's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's pretty, it's pretty cool. But I mean, it, it's the other cool thing about this game is this game also has some hidden things where this game is really building an homage to PlayStation. Like PlayStation five, I think is really where PlayStation finally hit its strides with everything. Um, and this, this this game shows it. And what I mean by that is when we had the PS2, we had DualShock and Vibration, and that was the new thing. And that was the, the big thing is vibrations inside controllers. And 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 that was the, the big thing that was so cool. And like Andy said, with PS1, where we had 3D graphics and models and everything. And then with PS3, it was like, here's motion controls, which in all honesty, on PS3, we hated them. Here's six axis. Remember that shit? Yeah. yeah. Right. The only game that the only game that was ever good for that was Heavy Rain. Oh yeah. But that was because they made use of it. And and that was the big thing. And then PS4 was like, here's everything but a little bit better. Whereas PS5 in this Astro is really just an homage and saying, look it, remember when you fell in love with your dual shock? And you fell in love with the vibrations and you thought it was so cool. Here's a new version of that that's better and the best version we've ever made. Remember those 3D models and everything looking amazing? Here's the version of that and it's the best ever. And then it's like, oh, here's that. Remember those shitty fucking move controls for PS3 and 6-axis that you hated so much? Here's that, but we're making it enjoyable and a reason why you want it to be on your controller. And like I said, with the PS4, they're like, remember that all coming together this is all coming together and more and they really showcase that in this console and more in astros more in more may than one right andy yeah There's- and what i also like here it's it's celebrating the entire playstation legacy like you're collecting artifacts of like the ps1 the original version the ps1 slim the ps1 portable led screen like all these things you can find in the game it's like if you grew up on playstation it's just going back through all these memories and you're just sitting there and you're with a huge smile on your face and it's well yeah 
I was going to say, it's reliving all that, right? Like, yeah, that's the crazy yeah. thing. It's, it's, for example, Joe, just a little hint. There is a trophy for picking up a trophy in the game. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> and it's so cool because when you grab it, you're like, I got a trophy. And you're like, that's what you say. And then you get a trophy and you're like, oh my God. Like, it, it, it this really shows that PlayStation's been listening and understanding what PlayStation is and who they are and what. Like I was playing it and like Andy talks about you get artifacts, right? And so like Ooh. you get a you get a PSP and you get a Vita and you get like a all the different PlayStation 3s and all the different you know PlayStation 1s. And then I picked up randomly a PSP GPS system. I'm like <laughs> they they made a GPS for the PSP? <laughs> I didn't know about this. Or like the PSP fucking was like a camera, like a voice recorder or some shit. Yeah, that was and, and, and that was also something. Yeah, and it's like I didn't know did these were it, things. Did it have the Final Fantasy Pocket thing in it? Yep, they had the Pocket Station. Yep, yep that was yeah, there. They had, oh my god, it had a Pocket there. Station. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god, I always and wanted can, one. Yeah, and you can touch too. it. Fucking Japan. <laughs> and you can touch it too. That's the coolest thing about all this stuff. Just a little, little. You'll relive every moment. Every moment, like it just makes me like, as a PlayStation fan, Sony Pony. This made me relive every little bit of joy that I had for PlayStation, and I think that's why. Like, if I was honestly to pick my game for the PS5 with every game that I've played, which is almost every single game, I would still say it's Astro. Like, if, if really, if you had the hundred percent, Joe. Like, we're, this we're is not even there yet. Calm down, there, buddy. Talk okay. about one game so far. <laughs> okay, well, maybe we got to change topics so that we stop. Like, we could make an entire everything. podcast over this. We could make an entire podcast just on Astro Boys. Would you not agree, Andy? Of course you can. Of course you can. Um, so with the growing with the with a huge list of launch games, I know you guys said you bought most of them. Let's talk a little bit about Bug Snacks. I know it's it's definitely another one of those tech demoy games for the PS5. Kind of shows off a lot of the features that you can you can utilize with the controller. Can you guys talk a little bit about bug snacks? Uh, I can't, unfortunately. I okay, so I yet. can. So <laughs> I can. So bug snacks actually surprisingly doesn't use that many features from the PS5. Do that, it's a PS4, PS5 game. The surprising factor with this game, though, is that this game was made by an indie team of like less than twelve people, which blows my mind because this game, in in my mind it doesn't seem like that but the cool thing about this game and where i do see the benefit where you talk about joe bug snacks and i would say bug snacks if i had to i'm just gonna pick three different games bug snacks borderlands 3 and spider-man are three games at this current point that really show how a game from last generation or current gen or like the PS4 gen can be changed just by being on the PS5. And a bug smacks makes great um, impressions of that, where when you're walking, you feel the difference of how you walk when uh, like when you have to capture a monster, you hear a little ding out of your controller and then you hit the button and then it captures it. And then the monsters fighting inside your little cage that you put them in and you can feel the vibration of them fighting against your cage. And you know, there's these things that make it a little different. Um, really, 
the games that make a huge difference, like it doesn't use as much of the PS5 as I would uh, have thought as being that it was like pushed as this launch title, but it is basically the best thing I've heard is from a beat em up basically told me that bug snacks and I would agree with them. Bug snacks is just like a better version of Pokemon snap. It is the sole factor of you just trying to collect these innovative little tiny fruit monsters and you have different ways that you have to catch them all and to catch them all you have to do different things so like just for example one of the things you have to catch is a um a burger monster and he says burger burger like they (laughs) so stupid because it's like pokemon um what you have to what you have to do to catch a burger burger is they love ketchup they go ham over ketchup. So you have to go to a ketchup flower. And you have to shoot another burger burger with ketchup. And then what it causes is the burger burger then charges the other burger burger and knocks it out. And then you have to walk up to it and catch it with your net. So like every thing has a different way to catch it. So some of them might be like where you have to set up a net. And then I might have to shoot a bush with ketchup on it. So the burger burger hits the bush, which then scares the the I think it's a um what is it? It that one's a um what monster was that one? I don't know, it was like a, a skewer monster. And then it comes out a shish kebab monster. And then it comes out of its bush and then runs across the trap and then I push the button to catch it. Like there's so many innovative things on it and it it is neat. Um the real big thing with that where it uses the PS5 is again that object the activity mode that we didn't really go on to it where um, the cool thing with uh, that game there is what they've done is they've made it so that um, every every character has a mission list for you. So there's like 12 characters in all, and every single one of them will give you missions. So the neat thing about how uh, this game works is what it does is it goes, I can look at my activities by pushing my center button. I can bring up the game, look down, say activities. Say, for example, I want to, finish this current character's objectives i push the button on their face say resume activities it loads me into the game where they are with the objectives automatically marked like and then that one's the one that also uses the hint menu on the ps5 of i'm super like i was super stuck at one point i'm like i don't know where to go to catch this monster it says i'm supposed to catch these random monsters i have no idea how to catch it i go hint button it's like it's over here. It, it shows me it shows the character walking to that area, not catching it, but walking over to that area. And I'm like, I know where that is now. OK, I can stop watching this video. I'm going to walk over there. Now I know where to go. So that's where I see uh, Bug Snacks really taking advantage of the PS5 and over the PS4. I don't have to go look at a walkthrough and Google it and, um, you know, figuring it all out. I just do it all within it. And that's the crazy thing. Um, The big thing that I find with the PS5 that makes PS5 so much better than PS4 is I do not have to use anything else but my PS5 to get things done. Nothing. I don't have to use my phone to look up a walkthrough because majority of games have it. I was going to go. I was going to go into that in a little bit. Um, Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to leave it for now on that. But that, yeah, that's that's the features that it uses for sure. So so Andy. Mm-hmm. 
I know you said you downloaded a whole bunch of PS4 classics. Did you get a chance to boot any of those up on your PS5 yet? Yes, I played a little bit of Ghost uh, the other day, and you can really see the difference in the, in the 60 FPS especially. It just plays so much better. And it's like, because like you spend like all these months with these games that you really fall in love with and you obsess over, and they look and play a very certain way. And then you boot them up on the PS5, and it's like a complete refresh of the experience. So I played that and a bit of Days Gone, just for comparison's sake, like how it was based on the PS4, and it's like, it's like, not night and day, but you feel the difference. That the that the upgrade patch gives it. it's like a second life for these games. Well, the crazy thing I was going to say the crazy thing with those games too is it's just an upgrade patch. There's the, that's right. the big thing that a lot of people there's so there's two types of upgrades for PS5 games right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a game that has what they call a full PS5 upgrade, which is where they've uh, gone into the game itself, remade it so that it fully uses all the capabilities of PS5. Then there's the patch games, which like Andy said, Ghost and Days Gone and stuff like that, where they're getting patches that allow it to hit 60 frames a second and some uh, more like it's you playing the PS4 version of the game, but just with some patches that only are on the PS5. So I just want to clarify that. Yeah. But anyway, Joe, you were saying? No, I was saying um, I was basically getting to the point that you know, there's a lot of games that got the upgrade, like you were saying, but it was kind of like misleading the way Sony did it, where it kind of was saying like you were getting a free PS5 version, but you weren't really getting a free PS5 version. You weren't getting a separate version of the game where you were just getting it was like a texture and a like upgrading pack. Yeah, so, I think yeah, right it's now kind it's leading the way Sony kind of said how this was rolling out. I know well, I know, Corey, you played a lot of a lot of PS4 games on your PS5 since long since you've had it. Yeah, well, exactly. And like, what, you have that's four Platinums already on PS5? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've got the I Am Mayo Platinum, um, Astro Boys I Platinumed. I'm very close to Platinuming Spider-Man. Um, there's a lot of other games I've played, too, that are PS4. Um, Eater already? Hmm? Didn't Sorry? Didn't you Platinum Man-Eater already? Oh, no, I beat Man-Eater again. I didn't platinum it, though. Um, But the thing is, and this is the one thing that I just want to touch on, is I know Sony really didn't explain it well, but the problem is, is I don't think either console explained it well. Um, Both consoles, like, I know Xbox has got their smart delivery system, but the problem is, is all that is, is that smart delivery for them is just, hey, it does the same thing, but just better. But I do like the idea that when we're getting a version of a game that's a PS5 version of a game that was built for PS4, it's not just the same game at higher frame rate. And, you know, it, it runs. The the games that we're getting that are the PS5 version of games are very, very different from the PS4 versions. Like, night and day. Night and day to the comparison where Borderlands 3, I would cons- like it's almost like a new game. 100%. Like, I, I can't... I would replay it again just because it feels so different. There's so many little things that are different with that game compared to the PS4 version that we didn't have. And that's the biggest thing, too, is that like, Miles Morales is an... Like, they all have different things that make them so... Like, it's like the idea of, like, Spider-Man remastered for PS4. 
I thought that when I bought, I bought, I'm just gonna buy Miles Morales because I don't need to play the the PS4 version of Spider-Man again. One because my save was screwed. Two, I thought I had experienced it enough to not really care. Let me be honest. I love Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, I, I can see your point on the Spider-Man because that game did a lot of, like, padding. The game was very padded. Like, the game wasn't as long as it really was. I mean, a well, lot that, of the padding was just fighting crimes and hangouts and all that bullshit. And to get exactly. the platinum in that game was just monotonous bullshit. Like, yeah, well, that's what it's like. I was around the city, but, like, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> you know what, in all honesty, and I was like, oh, man... Uh, I've got like I put sixty hours into the original one, and because I have to restart my save, I don't have any of my stuff carrying over. So, like this is a, I'm going right from square one again. And I know that yes, your save can transfer from your PS4 to the remaster, but I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna right from the very beginning start this again. And there were so many things that were different and redone, and uh, other than his face, which. Please change it back. It's the only <laughs> thing. My only complaint is that I just it, it just it's not that I'll be honest. It's not that it, the face itself looks bad and the sense of like graphic the way graphics wise and stuff. It looks really good and textured and shit. But when I think of Peter Parker, that's not the face I think of. Whether I'm looking of the Tobey Maguire, Peter Parker, the Andrew Garfield, like all of them, it, it, it doesn't the, the Tom Holland. It doesn't matter. The face that I'm seeing does not look like a Peter Parker face. That That's just my description. But playing the first 15 minutes of that game again, remastered. I'm like, I need to play this all again. I, I, I want to play every little bit of this again because it's just so different and good. Just just everything like the photo mode that was in the original one. That's now better and the lighting's better and the scenery's better. And there's certain things that are different about the like characters and the, like his desk, for example, like the first in the first five minutes of the game and the original was like, OK, messy desk drawing here. Cool. Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Whereas this one, it's like. Desk, there's shit everywhere. There's marks in the desk. There's like you can see the, the tarnish of the wood. It looks like you spilled something over there. Like. It's just so detailed. I'm like, holy crap. And then you swing and then you swing into the sun. And because of ray tracing, it reflects that. So like as you're swinging to the sun, like it's reflecting off of that. As you're like going beside a building, you can see his reflection come off the building and you can see this blue white thing go beside you. And I'm like, oh, my God. This this, this, yeah. Lots of changes in underwear. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need to... did they change the voice, the the actor in Spider Man? What what was the whole reason for that? I think it's from my understanding. What I've heard is they changed it for the sole purpose of they. I don't know if it's because of the sequel. I have a feeling of there's two reasons why I suspect it. One, they wanted to have a person that looked more closer to Tom Holland so it could match the movies, and that might be a Disney thing slash Fox thing that kind of caused that issue. Two, I think it's because when the second game, maybe they had some issues with the first actor for the second game and maybe they had to recast a new actor. And this is the chance for them to go like, hey, this is the face you're going to remember. This is the voice you're going to remember. This is the kind of thing, because I think that's what they had to do in order to get that to continue on. I think that's the reason why they changed it. Um, That's my personal opinion of why they did that. But yeah. 
But anyway, as we're just just I'm going to I'm going to stick it in now so I don't have to talk about it at the end. Uh, if you guys do buy a PS5 uh, make and you can get it through Amazon, don't forget to uh, if you do feel like you need lots of changes in un- underwears or depends, depending on, you know, your age category, you can go visit the provengamer.com Amazon link and purchase all that that way. Get it shipped right to your house. so It can be there with your PS5 so that that way you don't have to leave your house uh, during these times to go get changed. You just wear two pairs of underwear. Yes. <laughs> and I think more to that point, um, I think I read that something with the voice actor for for Peter Parker, how they had to change the face. So something with the mouth motions and the capturing that makes yeah. the, the actor's face more match the voice actor's appearance. That was part of their explanation. Like the actor doesn't look like Tom Holland at all in real life, but just the model with that hairstyle. It's like, well, it kind of does a little bit. It's like undeniable, but it's it's funny because like I love Spider-Man on PS4, and it was a great game, great story, really powerful ending. Like the acting was amazing for the ending. Oh, oh. Yuri did an amazing job in that game. Right. Yuri is an amazing yeah. voice voice right. voice anyway. So and, expect nothing less from him. Right, and now it's like well, now, there, now there's a new face, and there was this scene. Now look, now it's different. I'm like, eh, it's a little tainted now. But I get their reasoning. But it's it's yeah. really seems a little funky to me either way. So, so what's your next? Would you like to know more about the differences between like what makes the 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 true five upgrade compared to the base five upgrade, Joe, or like? You want I mean, to know you why bo- you both went? You both went with disc based systems, which I thought was interesting. I know you guys have. Good, good sized libraries. Mm-hmm. Can you justify the hundred dollars extra for people? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yes, hundred percent. One, having a disc based console. I don't care where you are in this day and age, whether we go all digital or not. I know that when a game goes on sale, I buy it digitally. If there's a game that I want day one, usually I buy it physically. Now, um, with the way the console sharing goes on the PS5, I may continue to buy a little bit more digital this generation than I did last one. But at the same time, the reason why I've purchased a disc system and why I'll continue to purchase a disc system is because for the same exact same reason that everything exists, a digital version of a game you only own as long as PlayStation's around, which yes, do I see PlayStation going away anytime soon? Not really. But at the exact same time, Imagine if PT had a physical disc version that we could have and play. That would be friggin' sweet. But we don't. We got the digital version, which they made a patch to not work on the PS5. I'm sure, limited, I'm sure limited run will work on it. You know, they'll get that, you know, $1,000 limited run copy of PT where it's just the demo on a disc. And like they just slap like PT and like tape over like a disc. <sighs> Yeah, they take all those two human discs that they had to recall, <laughs> and they're gonna they're gonna re they're gonna rewrite them with copies of PT. Unless limited run games actually buys Konami, there's no way you're gonna get that. Yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> but limited but I mean, have an easier time making a limited run pachinko machine than they would yeah. making a limited like, run version of PT. So I agree with all of Corey's points. I feel like physical media it gives you more ownership of the media like this is mine and they can never be taken away from licensing or glitches or this can't work anymore on your system because we've blocked it out um i agree with all that but my main reason 
to go physical is I love to support mom and pop video game shops and all the ones in New York City break street date constantly. <laughs> so I'm always I mean, getting, I'm always getting right. have to. I'm always getting like the like, like the newest games like a weekend prior to it being released to the match. Man, I wish I wish we had mom and pop shops here that could do video games, but the I got one more reason too why I do physical and it's something that just kind of popped in my head. That's why I got to quickly say it before I forget about it is the reason why it's so neat to do physical right now is that we're, this is the one of the very first generations where we're seeing it be a, here's the PS4. Like they're already talking about the PS4 is still going to be supported for the next two to three years. So with that in mind, that means that the cool thing I like is you might have someone go sell their, like, like the other day, I had someone go, oh, yeah, hey, um, I have these five games. I think it was like, uh, what did I get? Um, uh, whatever, I got five games and I paid like less than 30 bucks. Garage sales, used Kijiji, Facebook Marketplace, uh, your mom and pa shops that sell used games that were played before, or rented them out or whatever. Um, this gives you the options to buy those games at a discounted rate and then play them on your new system. and. Or if you want to give it as a gift, like say Cyberpunk comes out, you play the shit out of that game. You're like, you know what? I don't need to play this game anymore. Oh, Joe hasn't played that yet. Here you go, Joe. Here's a physical version. I'm not having to transfer this digital version to him. I can give it physically. Um, it just, and especially when you get certain things like uh, Cyberpunk, if you get it physical, uh, one of the cool things is it's they brought back the reversible cover where the cover has a female on the front or the male on the front. So you can open it, flip it, and it's two different covers. Ghost had the same thing where the, they had a reversible cover on Ghost. Uh, Final Fantasy VII has a reversible cover. So there's physical medias where if I'm going to buy something usually day one, I'm getting it physical just because it's so much more enjoyable. And like Andy said, it's it's support of a shop or uh, a person to do that. Whereas if you buy digitally, it just goes... which. I guess in sense, if you buy it digitally, probably more money goes to the actual developer of the game. But at the same time, um, it, it's really one of those things where I just think it's from a secondary market point of view, too. It's just a lot nicer where I, I, I'm seeing a whole bunch of people that are selling like Borderlands for like nine dollars right now or six dollars. And it's like, cool, just like Best Buy right now, nine dollars for Borderlands Black Friday. It's not digital you're buying it, you're buying it physical. Like all these Black Friday sales, like if Neo 2 Remastered comes out and they go, hey, if you have the old disc, we'll, you could pay a $10 upgrade. Damn. Cool. Done. Like if Capcom, if you're listening, stop being a money hungry company like you always are with your stupid friggin' Super Street Fighter and then Super, oh Super, God. Super Street Fighter and then Super Ultimate, whatever Street Fighter bullshit. Can Let we... me pay for my upgrade for Devil May Cry. I don't care. Charge me $35, $40. Give me $10 off. I don't care. I have the original disc. Let me pay for the upgrade. Can Let we... me buy it as a DLC pack. I want to play it. I don't want to pay full price again. Just give I me the it upgrade. It's 20 bucks though. Can no. Upgraded version. No. It's $40. Can, it's 40, I just say, can I just have one quick interjection? I mean, that's going sure to on a huge tangent, but did you see the Capcom leak? Yep, yeah, yeah, it looks amazing. Uh, I was telling you about that. I'm like, Street Fighter 6. An ultimate three. Street Fighter 6 that they're planning. 
whatever. We're getting Resident Evil Outbreak, so I don't care. We can have you can get you can get whatever else you want. <laughs> one of the best games is coming back. Uh, we'll probably fuck it up and make it a battle royale. Yeah, I want that fucking Power Stone remake. That's all I care about, bro. Oh, oh man, Power Stone. <laughs> make that first. Make it first. Do it. Listen to the Dual Screens Game Stuff podcast. That is your goal. <laughs> yeah. Also, make it so that I can actually get my stupid pay for the difference of the upgrade for Devil May Cry 5. Yeah. Stupid. Out- Outbreak really excites me, uh, Joe. Like, when we got that shitty fucking multiplayer Resident Evil, what was it called again? Oh, Resistance? Resistance, yeah. I was like, you just should have... The one that came with three or the one that's Umbrella Corpse? The one that came with three. Oh, I didn't play it yet. Yeah, that's garbage. It's garbage. And I was like, you just should have done fucking Outbreak. I just bought it today on Black Friday. Well, Black Friday shopping, I bought it today. Because it was like 15 bucks on PS4, so I was like, all right. Resident Evil 3 is talking about Andy, not just... Yeah, yeah. Both but, of it uh, comes together. It's a combo deal. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you 15 know, bucks, that's a steal. It's a steal, but that, oh god, that's not a good game. It's okay, I'll make you play it with me. Right. No, <laughs> no. I played it once, and I was like, how does this make any sense? I'm like, this is like trying to be a little bit of everything and sucking at all of it. <laughs> I played the beta, and I'm like, there, it's the same thing as like, there's a lot of games where I'll play the beta or whatever, and then I just like, I'm like, no. I'm like, please fix everything. But anyway, what Joe, else? what's your next question after op- the disc physical disc versions? What else you got, Joe? What else all you right. got? So we pretty much talked about all the all the good things about the PS5. Um, what are the uh, games you're most looking forward to in 2021? Wait, wait, wait. We haven't talked about all the good things on the PS5. There's one thing. There is one thing we have yet to talk about that makes all the difference in everything. With the loading times, the controller. Let's. No. Well, I mean, you talked about it enough. I think. No, 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 no. We more haven't even. Detail about haptic feedback. Dude, it's not. No, it's not even the haptic feedback. It is the triggers. Like I said, there that's is a reason, feedback, buddy. That's what that's. No, the haptic feedback is the vibrations in the controller. The adaptive triggers is the it's other the thing, same. and then no, no, no well, they're different. Whatever. So here's the difference that people don't understand. So like Borderlands, and I know Call of Duty's got a big giant patch for it the reason what's so cool is borderlines has it where depending on the gun you fire the controller the trigger acts differently so on like every gun it's like a trigger you pull down so far it stops you you have to give it a little bit of a tug and then it fires and depending on the gun it gets a little bit of like if you have a gun that's a burst fire it just rumbles back a little bit and the the controller changes color based on it like, Borderlands 3 doesn't really do a whole lot to change it. The cool thing is, like, Spider-Man. Andy, you've played Spider-Man on PS5. You understand what I'm talking about. So, Joe, you've played Miles Morales. Let's 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 look at Miles Morales, because we all talked about games. Miles Morales, you've played it. You've swung around a bit, Joe, right? Yeah, I mean, I, and I even said when I played it, I was like, man, this feels a little bit crisper even than Spider-Man 20, 2018. Like, the game definitely feels better feels like they built upon the engine they already had and then my thing is like i i know that a lot of the ps a lot, a lot of people are giving the ps5 like a lot of like slack for like having a lot of launch games that are really just ps4 games that have been like made for two systems right and so yeah they play the a little Xbox, bit better on the ps5 yeah but wh- where's me to finish my thought <laughs> um so n- n- fucking a so basically like miles morales plays 
it, it was basically going to be a PS4 game. Let's not let's not kid ourselves. I don't ever think this was going to be a PS5 game. I think it, late in its development, they were like, well, why don't we make this for both? Because I think this game maybe could have came out last year or at the beginning of this year, and they just held it off. I see that because it's like Demon Souls is like great for a launch, but like that Spider Man is the extra oomph just to get more. Like, all right, I'll get the PS5 and the best version of the new Spider Man on the PS5. I mean, I feel yeah. like this game is a disservice to, to Miles Morales. I feel like he should have got a fucking full game. Honestly, I, like, no, okay, okay. So before we put it out there. Once you beat Miles Morales, you will understand the sequel that is coming, and there's a reason why this game was made. A hundred percent, there's a reason why this game's made. I have a feeling we could go predictions of after we beat all, we all beat Spider Man. We can go into predictions of what we feel Spider Man, the second Spider Man game is going to be. But there is a reason why this game came out, and it's such a, it's a it's built the way it is. A hundred percent. I want to add two things to that. Yes, like I, I can see how it appears to be a disservice, but we wouldn't have gotten the game this quickly if it was a fully fledged like Miles Morales adventure, like on the scale of Spider Man. And I would really hate to wait like four years just to get Miles, and then wait another four just to get what Spider Man Two was supposed to be to finish. Yeah. That that story arc so i like how it was handled. we're gonna get this one now it's like a little tease of what's to come like you get the, you get your first spider-man fix and well and i think i think this game comes out. what no it's like it's it helps us wait to the actual proper spider-man 2 yeah and i and i think that sony was right in selling this game at not full price mm-hmm. and like they they did in all honesty, Miles Morales is one of the games that I feel that is the perfect little Spider-Man game where it's like, here's what you do. This is the game. These are the missions. This is the story. Like when I beat Spider-Man, my, when I beat Miles Morales, um, and if I'm to go for the platinum, uh, other than the beat the game again, a new game plus. If you just asked me to get all the trophies in, in Miles Morales, I would tell you right now, it's like, it's a unique experience. I don't feel like I had to do a, a bunch of monotonous tasks in order to be, to get the platinum. I, they don't feel like that. Whereas in the original Spider-Man game, it was stupid. Like, like the reason why there's so many hours in the other Spider-Man game is because of all the bullshit tasks I had to do. Whereas Miles Morales is really good at Yes, you have a bunch of bullshit tasks, but there's so much different stuff they do within that. They fix the problem of making every task seem the same, that it doesn't feel like you're having to have this huge problem with them. And I think that they didn't try to bend this story out and they didn't try to make the story seem like they didn't try to go, okay, we need to make this game last 10 to 11 hours. So they didn't try to blow the story up to a point where we're just going to get bored and not care about what's happening inside the game. Like they really kept it quite neat and tidy. Um, and like I say, the the improvements that we see on the PS5, they're not just tiny improvements. And that's the big thing I want to push with people is just because this is a PS4 game that's coming to PS5, there are so many things other than just the loading time 
and the ray tracing that are making huge differences in this game. The idea that when you're doing combat and like, for example, we talked about web web swinging. Joe, right now, when you swing a web, you push the button, you feel a little bit of vibration to feel it shoot out. And then that's the web swinging. That's it. That's that's your feeling you get. Whereas on the PS5, when you shoot that trigger, it vibrates a little bit. You get a little bit of toughness at the end of it. When it hits the building, it vibrates at the top of your hand, just like if you were to grab a thing of wood, a, a thing of web, and it actually tightens the trigger up as you're swinging down. So as you're coming at the G- end of your G-force or your swing, it actually tightens the trigger up, just like you'd be holding onto a rope. And when you're hitting that G's, it gets tighter and tighter to hold onto. And it almost like forces, and then as you go back up on the upswing, it loosens the the grip on you. And there's things like that that just put you into this game so much that it, it just feels like a new game. And I, I, and that's so, where I feel with like there's a lot of games that are getting these like PS5 patches that like with Black Ops, like we're talking about this controller in Black just, Ops. Did you play Black Ops yet? Did you play Black Ops I, yet? I'm not spending the eighty dollars to buy Black Ops. Let's 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 go into that right now. I have played most of the shooter games that have been upgraded to PS5, and I see what they're doing with them. I understand from playing Astro's Playroom what the controller can do, and I'm not going to spend eighty dollars on Black Ops just because I play Modern Warfare right now, and I'm not going to pay eighty dollars for a four-hour story mode. I'm going to wait for that shit to go on sale. But the idea that every single gun in that game has a different way the trigger reacts based on the gun you're firing is insane. The idea that I showed a video to everyone basically that I knew of the minigun in Astro's Playroom, where when you pull down the trigger, for one, it doesn't let you pull it down all the way. But when you pull it down, just like if you were to hold a minigun, it jumps back and forth on your finger. If I was to hold it all the way down, when you're pulling a bow, you can feel the string go ting, 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 ting. And you can feel that on the trigger. Like it feels like you're drawing something, like it's got force behind it. And same thing on, uh, uh, like, even though Assassin's Creed doesn't do, like there's certain games that don't really fully use the, the what the controller has to be built in because they had to make a PS4 version. They still were able to add content in that allowed this. And that's where, when I think of Cyberpunk or I think of uh, some of the newer the the when we get these ps5 like death loop the idea that like de- now now when we hear death loop and they were talking about the idea that they're gonna have it where when you're shooting your gun your gun can lock up on you because you're shooting too fast and you'll have a, your bullet your a bullet gets stuck and you have to like cock your gun again to like un un unlock your gun i can understand how that's gonna feel now on the controller and i'm like holy shit like if 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 they could tell me that this controller like this controller is what what makes the this controller is the future of this generation like this controller is makes me say this is a new generation. If you're just now, to show me ray tracing and like load times, I'd be like, you know what, whatever, it's just a better PS4. But that controller makes me say this is something new. This is PS5. Now, do you feel like like the controller is gonna have? It's gonna be like gimmicky. And it's it's going to it's going to or it's going to last the, the you know, the test of time, because I've seen technology like this come and go like many times before. 
and it just never gets used. Like Nintendo, Nintendo's the the Joy-Con has all this technology that the PlayStation has now, and it's like it's funny that the Joy-Con never uses any of it, like ever for like any games. Like, don't get me like right, Andy. Like, how many times has the Joy Cons actually used its full capability? I think Once. when I only played one two Switch, I got the full measure of what the Joy Con could really do. Correct. Other than that, they're eighty dollars pieces of plastic that break right, in three months. Right. Like, but here's the thing with the Dual Sense. With the Dual Sense, I've heard that it's so easy to implement the features in your game with the vision you want. I mean, look at Dirt Five. Dirt Five, they had some measure of haptics in there, but they love that controller so much they're gonna go back and redo all of it because they. Didn't yeah, I've heard about that. I've heard about they, that they, where they're talking they, about. They didn't give enough justice and. You ask, I've talked to a lot of developers who've worked on both Xbox Series X and PS5 games. It's always about the controller. The conversation comes back to that somehow. Now, I do want to say one thing. Whatever disparity between the Series X and PS5 exists on the power specs on paper, even though I feel lately it seems that third-party games are performing better on PS5, that's like a big shocker apparently, well, but like we said, the whole reason why that is, is because when we're seeing these games, like, for example, Andy's bringing up the topic of Valhalla and how on the Xbox Series X, it it it's it, it chugs at trying to run 60 frames per second, whereas on the PlayStation, it's 60 frames the entire time. And how a lot of people are looking at when uh, Warzone's like uh, Call of Duty's like, we're going to run at 120 frames per second on the Series X, but we can't do it on the PS5. It's not that they can't do it. It's that when you do it on the PS5, the PS5, because it's running through the entirety of the software and it's actually becoming a PS5 title, that game now is running consistently so well and looking so good and running like it uses every bit of the PlayStation to run the best it can. Whereas it's not just a like the the on the series X, all it's doing is like a computer does and goes cool, uh, set frames a second from 60 to 120. Cool. Let's hope it can run properly. The, the PS five actually has it where it's using the full capabilities of it to do that. And that's where we're seeing a huge difference in quality of games. And like I said, the idea that we're getting games like borderlands and Warframes coming out with a PS five update, uh, the Witcher 3 is coming out with a PS5 update. Uh, what other game is it? Um, there's another game that's really big that's coming out. Uh, I think they're God of War is getting a full PS5 update. They're not just updating the graphics and making it run better. They're doing everything from the factor of, uh, like in Godfall, one of the coolest features, other than the game being okay, uh, the, 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 one of the features they have is when you're learning combos, if you try to hit a button before it's supposed to be hit in a combo, it actually makes the trigger tighter to pull. Because it's awkward for your character to do it, so it's awkward for you to press the trigger. And it's things that, that like that that are really neat and exp- like really neat to feel. And the idea that they're talking about with uh, like The Last of Us 2 adding a, a string pulling connection with it, and making it so that the recoil you feel in the game by looking, by sight, you can actually feel the recoil on your controller. And it's more actually 
like you, you actually sense it and it's becoming a full experience. And that's the big thing where Joe, you love Gran Turismo. And from what I've been hearing, I've been hearing the idea that you might have it where if you're driving a car and you lock up the brakes, it will actually lock up the trigger. It will actually lock up your ABS trigger to make it so that your brakes just lock up and it you can't do anything with the trigger. It just holds the trigger in a certain spot because you're the, the anti-brake system is kicked in or the idea that it's going to feel like when you're pushing in a pedal on a car where it goes super easy to push for a certain far away and then it gets super hard to push that last little bit. And the idea that we're going to start seeing that kind of technology come into these controllers and it gives these developers more freedom to develop games because yes, VR and stuff like that, it's it's pretty normal. It's like, okay, you can see it. Whereas with the way that this technology is going with this controller, I can see games having full on, um, you know, like the, the good old grip strength test thing that you had in the back in the day in the mall, like throw a quarter in, feel, see how strong you are. Um, we're going to have games that are going to be solely designed just around this controller. And that's the neatest part about the PS5, I can say, going into the future of this console is that controller is something that I don't think this is what's making people want to. It's not like companies are going out of their way and saying, we don't want to do this. This is just PlayStation forcing our hand. They're saying, this is the coolest thing on the world. I want to do something with this. And there's companies coming out and saying, Hey, before we were going to make it. So our PS4 version just ran on the PS5 after seeing what we can do with this. We want to fully implement it, which is so cool. But yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, it's, 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 it doesn't have a gimmicky feel to it. That's, that's the biggest takeaway that it's not like a waggle, like a Wiimote or like the Joy-Con. I, I couldn't see how games could utilize it outside of like, oh, here's a puzzle. Just turn the controller to like unlock a safe or some shit. But like when you really play Astro's Playroom and it shows you like, you can feel the texture of like grass, sand, glass, mud, metal, or like being blown by a hurricane or by a soft gust of wind or skating on ice. It feels like you're on ice when you're holding the control. It's it's incredible, the sensation. When it rains and then it goes to hail, you can feel the difference in both those elements in your hands. I think if developers look at what it can do, they're going to want to push it to see what they can squeeze out of that controller. That is not going to go away. That's going to be the staple of the PS5's legacy is that controller and what's capable. I, I, I wouldn't doubt it in my mind if you see Xbox have to redesign their controller to fit something like this just for the sole purpose of being able to to have something that competes on this level with PlayStation. I wouldn't doubt it you see a new controller come from Xbox that allows it to adapt to triggers and like have the the, all these features because I, I saw articles today about like does xbox need a dual sense controller it's like yeah because they don't they don't innovate like 
they just iterate what they've done previously. Like, let's take it's been our the same bo- controller since. Let's, <laughs> let's take our box and make it more powerful. Let's take our controller and slap a share button on it. Like, great. What's next? This is like a proper evolution of a controller. And Joe, the second you play with it, you know exactly what we're talking about. Well, it's it's the cool thing is, is like Borderlands 3, for example, the biggest complaint about the PS4 controller was the idea that the light on it was really bright and people hated it. In Borderlands 3, when you're playing the game and you have that little light that goes around the sides, if you pick a gun that has an element in it, it lights up that part to match the color of the element that's in your gun. And it's small features like that that you would think are just, I don't care about this. They're talking about like with Resident Evil 3, Joe, that you're buying on the PS5, they're going to have the health bar be the light on the controller. And it's things like that where you could technically take a game like Resident Evil, get rid of the HUD, get rid of the life bar system, get rid of the amount of ammo you have, get rid of like all this stuff because you could basically have it all within the controller and make these games feel more involved. And there's, there's, I I can just think of the things that we're going to be able to do with this. And like I said, if you were to give me the PS5 and give me a DualShock 4 as the controller and say, here's your PS5, I don't think this console would have made that much of an impact on me as with this controller. Like, this controller literally is just the 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 it is sadly the 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 thing that really has been built on like the load times and looks i i've always said this before i don't own an xbox and i don't game on pc for one reason they've only ever cared about how something looks and how visuals are the big thing with 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 the big thing with halo when it first came out was i can see the character's feet i remember that it's like in my head Oh, you can look down and see the character's feet. That means there's graphics. And that was a staple for the longest time in first-person shooters where it's like, I can look at the character's feet. That's something that means something. Or I can look at this and, oh, I can have textures on this and I can do this and I can see this far away without the clouds. That was always the big thing was visuals, 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 visuals. And I knew coming into PS5 that it was like, cool, we've hit this point where visuals are going to, they can get better, but not by much. And I'm like, what does what does a company have to do with this next generation to make it innovative that makes me feel like this is something new? And they did that with the controller. The controller literally is to the point where, I to give you an example, Joe, of how in, insanely cool this controller is, I, I, I showed this video with Andy. Someone programmed into their computer with the haptic feedback, they hooked it up to their computer and they were able to play the theme song for Doom by putting the controller on top of a box. And they made it come out of the box sounding exactly like the theme song with multiple points in it just by using haptic feedback. And it was that easy for that person to do it. And that's the craziest thing about this is a person in his own house is like, I wonder if I could do this. And he did it within days of having the controller in his hand. And that's the coolest point. It's like we talk about adaptive things for people that are blind or people that can't do like can't do certain things. 
a blind person could hold this controller and we could say, okay, and he could tell, like, he could feel what he's doing. And I think that that's something that's so neat is that I was able to give the controller to Kathy and say, what is my character doing right now in Astros? And she's like, feels like little drops are dropping on him. I'm like, yeah, it's raining. She she just knew that by holding the controller. Like, it's it's, this is such a neat feature that it's one of those things where I've always said that I want to get P- PlayStation VR because I want my parents to understand what gaming can do for the, the world, not just the gaming industry. Because I always want my, like my parents are, 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 I've always had like a stickler for video games where they don't see it as this big thing. They don't, they see it, ah, it's just games. It's not going to improve the world at all. And when you and they've got better over the years because I, I give them things. I'm like, hey, look, here's a PS3 so you can do all your stuff. It does everything in one go. They're like, I didn't know it could do that. Now they want my PS4 because they love Jack Jackbox Party Pack. They love that. They're like, that's so cool. That's neat. I love this. And and I've always wanted a VR to show them that. And now I want to show them the, the controller to go. This is what you can do. And. I think that this controller is one of those cool things where you could put it in the hands of you could program it to do so many different things that this will really be a big thing for being able to like go this is a new way way to type to play a game. Like, I don't know. I could go on this controller for an hour like I know Joe you had a question before we went into the controller. Andy, any thoughts you have closing comments on the controller that I haven't touched on? No, I think you, I think you nailed it all pretty accurately. I just feel like if anyone thinks that this thing is going to be like a passing fad, like just in the early points of the PS5 life cycle, they're very mistaken. I feel like it's going to push people to really see what they can do and how creative they can get with the controller itself. Now, one question I have for you, Andy. You've held a PS5 controller. Now, have you held a DualShock after holding a PS5? Oh, uh, yeah, I have. And 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 uh, how, what was the feeling? I was like, I don't like this. I want to go back to my DualShock. <laughs> <laughs> I had the same thing. I and I Joe thought I was trying to be a dick the other day because I held my PS5 controller and then I had to turn on my PS4. I'm like, I don't like this. I I, don't, I really don't. And Joe's like, you know, you're just you're just like. You're just being a dick. And I'm like, no, dude, I'm being 100% honest with you. I, I held the PS5 and, and I just, I, I that, that was it. Once I like held the PS4, I'm like, I can't hold a DualShock anymore. It just feels so weird. <laughs> and it's just, the, the, I don't know, it just fits better. It just fits better in your hand. Like, it's just. Yeah, it's like it locks into your palm and your hands. Like, it's, it's slipped yeah. in so perfectly. So would you say it's closer to like a pro controller in the way it feels in your hand? No, actually, I I held my pro controller yesterday playing the switch and I felt the same problem after holding my PS5. I'm like, I don't like this. And it's because the one thing that the PS5 controller does that a lot of other controllers don't do is whenever you look at a controller and the same thing happens, like whenever you look at those modded controllers or you look at um, like with the Nintendo switch, Joe, you have your satisfied grip, right? They always have the design where it's like playing wings or um, like little, you know, like little, it's just straight little narrow parts. They always hollow out the middle. And 
PlayStation didn't do this this time around. They actually like it's a pretty bulky middle. And I thought being a bulky middle, I would be really uncomfortable because I wouldn't be able to hold it properly. But it somehow cradles your hand to naturally hold it properly where you don't feel uncomfortable and it just fills your hand completely that I, I when I hold a pro controller, I feel the space in the middle and I'm like, it just feels weird. Like I feel like there's error. You can feel error in between your hand and you're like, I don't, I don't like this. Whereas the haptic feedback controller with the DualSense, because they have all these effects in it, they really make you hold onto it. Like you're actually gripping onto it a good amount. You're not just like kind of, it's not just floating between your fingers. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know. It's hard for me to explain. Maybe Andy can explain it better. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where again, it's like, I, when I was playing Astros, I kept telling my fiance, like, you have to come over and feel this. Cause me just saying like, Oh, it feels like this is happening. He's like, Oh, that's cool. I'm going to just take the controller, put it in your hand and just walk across these platforms to where it's raining or where it's like hailing and like it's a it's a different reaction like hearing someone talk about like we have i know it's not the most exciting thing but again once it's actually nestled in your hands you'll understand what we're talking about yeah but yeah controller yeah so good i miss it already yeah, I'm kind of like having like I'm kind of going with through withdrawals. I'm like feeling like I have to just go grab one and hold it in my hands what? just to get through this podcast. Jesus. <laughs> oh, can I say one last thing with the PS5? <laughs> sure, go ahead. We didn't mention activity cards yet. Well, we did. We touched on it. We, we touched, touched on, on it, it a yeah. bit. But I don't know. They're kind of like a game changer for me. And let me tell you why, why I feel that way. So I always felt like if I picked up a game and I played it for a long time and then I got distracted or some new shit came out like, oh, here's the new fucking Metal Gear. I'll play that for like eight months and forget about Persona 5 like I did when that game, when that game came out. And then you go back to it. It's like, what was I doing in this game? You have to like reorientate yourself. Okay, I was doing this level and this mission. Now it's like you boot it up and you're like, okay, what do I want to do? And you just scroll through the activities and you pick something and you warp like instantaneously to that exact spot. And it also gives a description of what the cool thing I like about it is it gives you a description of what that activity is. Right. So like in Spider-Man, if you're missing a mission or whatever, it says, oh, uh, you're hunk. You're helping uh, so-and-so with the train station. And then the cool thing about it, I don't know if you saw it, Andy, but the cool thing about it is, is that when you look at that activity, it tells you how far you're through that mission if you are a little bit through it, if you hit a checkpoint. It also tells you how many minutes you have possibly left to beat it. Mm-hmm. And the the other cool part is... Um, it also would give you a if there's an activity uh, like Andy was talking about, if there's a trophy in it or if there's a way that you're getting stuck, there's a hint bar that's also on that activity menu to then be able to pop into to figure out where you have to go or what you have to do. And that's really neat. I find that's really cool. An idea of that. And 
um, the cool thing is it also hooks up to the trophy system so that if you're trying to get a trophy, like uh, one of the examples, Joe, is say, for example, you're missing a in Astro's world, you're missing a puzzle piece in GPU land. OK, it tells you, OK, activity, missing puzzle pieces. Uh, you've got 83 percent in GPU land. You click onto the activity. You could be at your main menu. You could be in another game. As soon as you click on an activity, it loads you into the game at the part in the level with the nearest checkpoint that would have that activity, that have that puzzle piece near it. Now, it's at a checkpoint that you would normally have hit in the game if you were to walk through the level, but it just warps you there. That's pretty cool. I like that feature. I know you guys were, I know that was one of the cool features I saw when they unveiled like the UI and the features. Um, I know that I was heavily disappointed to find out that all um, developers do not have to create those systems within the games. Well, here's the cool part. And this is something that I really like the way Sony's going. Now, I know we haven't touched on uh, Share Factory yet. Um, the PlayStation has really gone into the point of if you're a streamer, if you're a podcaster, if you're some type of content creator, Um, the PS5 now allows you to create videos and all this stuff right through the PlayStation with adding in your own music, your own tracks, your own audio, adding your webcam, adding filters, transitions, sound effects, everything inside the share factory, which was something they never really let you do too much before, but it kind of auto make you a, a, a video. Um, the cool thing is too, um, is the way the trophy system is built. Um, they have it where you can set it to 15 or 30 seconds or none at all that records before you earn a trophy. So if you earn a trophy, it goes 30 seconds back, 30 seconds back and captures that 30 seconds worth of gameplay and then shows you getting that trophy and makes a little cool video of it and pops up the trophy and a banner and stuff like that. And like I was showing Joe and Andy before the episode, I was able to take those videos in share factory and then mash them all together. And I was actually able to take um, my journey through IMAO2 Platinum. Uh, I can make a full video that is 10 minutes long of me earning every trophy and getting it through with transitions and everything. Now, the cool thing about that is, Joe, is you reached out to the concern of not every developer having to do this. Now, here's the cool thing I figured out. Now, every clip you watch, that watches to getting a puzzle piece or a trophy or whatever is always never more than 30 seconds long. And I thought to myself, why is that? Why is it always 15 or 30 seconds? And then it hit me. The reason why it's always 15 or 30 seconds is because what they've basically done is taken the data of someone getting that trophy that's 30 to 15 seconds long, taken the banner off of it, and that's now the walkthrough to get that, that, that part. So what we can have happen now is Game companies that go, okay, you know what? We haven't gone through every friggin' trophy and added a hint system into it. This gives them the option to go, cool. If someone allows us to, I could get a pre-release version of the game, beat the entire game, let it save all my 30 seconds of trophies, send it to the developer with my when before the game comes out, or in the development when they're developing the game itself, Take that 30 seconds, add it as a hint menu. There you go. It's done. It's so simple and easy, and it's built within the system. And and like we talk about it, PlayStation made this console be interactive and be easy to develop for 
And they built the trophy system to work with the hint system for the sole purpose of a, a company can run through, get, hey, buddy, uh, game tester, you run through the game, you get the platinum. Okay, sir, on it. Saves all of his trophies for 30 seconds. Now he just uploads that to the hints and it's done. And it's not going to be hard for these developers to do that. Whereas before, you know, walkthroughs and stuff like that. And this is so cool because uh, if you view a game that you're stuck in too, you can like look down and see people's walkthroughs of these games. And it's just neat that PlayStation's done this for them. Like, it's really cool. Yeah, and it makes all those like filler parts like you were saying with Spider-Man that was like heavily padded. Like all those padded bits just feel way way more fun now. Like they're still there, but like just getting to them and knocking them out is like less of a chore than it was back on the PS4 or days prior or like, you know, other generations before that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's really fucking cool. What's the next question, Joe? I mean, I guess the only other thing to talk about really is what games you guys are really looking forward to coming out in 2021. That's how we got to wrap this up. Mm-hmm. So are you talking about like end of this year, technically 2021? Uh, 2021 I mean, next year, buddy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Sorry. Um, no, I'm talking about like like with games that are going to be like, because, you know, game of the, the game awards are coming out um, or we're out by the time we record this, depending on when this episode comes out. Ha ha. No, um, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what games are you excited to play that are coming. Forthcoming forthcoming that's what i'm saying so cyberpunk hasn't come out yet yeah i guess you could you could yeah, say yeah. cyberpunk if you want i mean it's probably gonna be a hot mess but you could say that well i i think the the thing i want to see is i want to see a game that's ps5 exclusive in all honesty with the way that i've the difference between playing a game that's built from the ground up for ps5 compared to a game that's built for both uh the one that's built for both has to seem like little quality of life changes, but there's nothing that really like they don't have a full mechanic that's built around the PS5 and the controller. Um, Death Loop is really one game that I've kind of really, really, really looking forward to. The other big game that I cannot wait to play, and I, I like, I don't know when it's coming out. Is Final Fantasy 16 playing what I've played now? Final Fantasy 16 is going to probably be the most like I'm going to probably have to once again go to uh, provengamer.com and the Amazon link and buy a uh, 12 pack of underwear. Um, I'm also going to have to probably buy ration packs and a bunch of other things to survive for playing this game for however long and not leaving my house because I'm going to be so enthralled in this game that it, it's it's going to be crazy. And like I say, Deathloop is one of the ones that I'm really excited about that we know about coming out. Um, and then outside of that, I would say the next big one is going to be Final Fantasy 16 for me. Yeah, I am all on board that FF16. I think they have like the right team to handle that game, and it looks amazing what we've seen so far. But you guys, God of War is just oh yeah, I'm, yeah, so, it's so up there because of how the last one ended and what they were teasing for the sequel. It's higher up than I would say for like the Horizon, which is also going to be on PS4 than a true PS5 game. But yeah, that God of War is going to be something else. Any any game that's a PlayStation sequel at this point that has a as a has a sequel or a PlayStation 
game that's going to be a sequel specifically on the PS5 is going to be Spider-Man. You, you just name one of them. Ratchet and Clank. Like, I, I mean, they're all like even Ratchet and Clank. Like, that's the thing. That's the, the craziest thing about this console, Joe. My answer is any game that is a PS5 exclusive that's going to make full full control of that controller and everything else. I don't care what it is. I just want to play it. I want to I want to see what like developers. I want to see what Resident Evil looks like on this. I really do. I oh want to see what God. they're going to do with the controller. I want to see what how they're going to implement all that stuff cuz I can't see Capcom just being like, "Oh yeah, here's Resident Evil." No, I I see them doing this up. I really do. Well, you were like Andy was talking about Blue Point with Metal Gear Solid. Oh my Yeah, if you ever get another Metal Gear Solid game. Oh Lord Jesus, please just give it to me. <laughs> Dude, you know what? You know what game? Here, you want you want to hear something crazy, Joe? I mean, I can't wait till they remaster Death Stranding on the PS5. No, you can, no, you can you can deliver. You can hear the haptic feedback as you're carrying packages. Dude, no, if they that, give that me was, if they give me though. Death Stranding, if they give me Death Stranding for PS5, that is a game I would want to play. Mm-hmm. I kid you not. Playing that game enough as I did. The features that are in that, the use that they could use that controller. Imagine Andy when you're leaning side to side, and the yep. controller is gonna like, like, oh, or like, Andy, oh, like river. Andy, is there, Andy, is there any is there any feedback with like the swords and the weapons in Demon Souls? Not, not that I've noticed. I know that when like, let's say you kill an enemy and you absorb their soul, you can feel it being pulled into the controller. When you're <laughs> That's playing. pretty cool. And. You can, like, let's say there's an enemy throwing a giant boulder in, like, the distance. You can gauge how far it is from you by wh- or how it lands and the sound it makes and the rumble on the controller. So as you're getting closer, the impact was greater on the controller. Well, see, I think that's the coolest thing about the way that this controller is designed is that I know some games are, are concentrating so much on the haptic feedback of the vibrations and stuff working to make the, the thing work, whereas a lot of other games are control- worrying about the adaptive triggers and things like that and making that something that they work on. Um, like, I play Call of Duty multiplayer all the time, more than I would like to admit that I do, and... When I play on a PS, even when I play my PS4 Call of Duty and I play on the PS5, because of how the PS5 controller is built, I only have to pull a quarter of the way to make it do anything. And I feel like I have more control over actually pulling the trigger than I did on the where the DualShock's either off or on. Whereas with the, the even the even the game that is not adapted at all for it, it just I feel like I have more control. And that's that's the big thing. And like I say, I'm I'm just like yeah. If you give me Death Stranding a PS5 upgrade, lordy lordy, I'll, I will download it tomorrow and play it because that's going to be so good. If you give me like I kid you not, Joe, there are games that I hate that like Mortal Kombat 11 looks amazing on it um, and plays well. Like if you give me a game that I just absolutely hate, I would still play it. You're like, hey Corey, here's thirty dollars for like a a, a a poker tournament game. Well, I know Andy mentioned that Andy, you mentioned that it made like Days Gone more playable. Oh yeah, because it didn't sure. take nine hundred hours to fucking load every area. Right. <laughs> well, that's the big thing. Loading it, it, having anything on that. Like, I timed it the other day. So, Borderlands Three is a great example. I keep on bringing that up because I tested everything on it in the PS4 version of Borderlands Three. 
running off an external, just so everybody knows, on the PS5. It takes a minute and 45 seconds to go from the open, pushing X on the game into loading into your game and loading into Sanctuary. On the PS5 version of the game, on a PS5, it takes all of 11 seconds. That's absolutely ridiculous. That's ridiculous that we live in a day and age where it takes like absolutely no time to load anything. Well, and the cool thing is the way they've built this the console up is that if Andy sends me a message, it pops in the corner. I can put a PlayStation button. It doesn't bother my game and I can push X on it and it jumps me right in. And with autosave being such a big thing, a lot of games just autosave automatically when you're closing. And so if me and Andy, like I'm playing Astro and Andy sends me an invitation for Godfall, I push PlayStation button, join game within eight seconds. I'm in Andy's game. Like it, it's it, and that's from closing Astro, opening up Godfall, going to the part where Andy's in loading into the game. That's the thing. I'm loading into Andy's part. I'm not having to go through the stupid menu. I'm not having to go through all this bullshit to get to that point. Like that was the biggest downside with most games. Even if you were to do multiplayer, you still have to watch the intro. You still have to go through the thing. You still have to hit multiplayer. You still have to hit like you still have to do all this bullshit. Now it's just like, hey, I accepted your invite, Andy. There you go. Now I'm there. Like, like it. It's it's it. Like I say, this 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 really feels like next gen. Now now that the key word there is feel, look. It also looks really good, but I'm playing on a 1080 TV. I don't need. Honestly, like, that's the big thing, too, is that I'm playing on a 1080 TV that can get probably 60 frames per second. But I'm not playing on a TV that's meant for the PS5. And I'm seeing a difference in visuals and stuff like that. And I'm seeing a dip. I'm feeling a difference in the games. So it's it's just so good can't wait all right joe you gotta get your ps5 now march i'll be getting one in march um he's getting one as soon as he can after january basically but yeah so the way it works is um and i've told the story a million times andy so i don't know if you've heard um my job's letting us sell back like all our time in like january in in january so yeah so I'm, i'm gonna buy a ps5 and i can sell my time back so very nice Yep, yep, because I have like 96 hours vacation time. So. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as I don't use it before January, which doesn't look very likely, I'll be getting a PlayStation 5 as soon as I can. Um, That's so cool. So, Andy, so for all you guys, what else are you looking right. for? What else are you looking forward to on PS5? Oh, oh man, I mean, you did mention Resident Evil 8, which I totally spaced out about. But yeah, that's definitely a thing. Uh, I would love to see whatever the fuck Elden Ring is when that's gonna get shown at some point in my fucking life. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, isn't Elden Ring the Xbox? No, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be on both. I think there's a marketing deal with Microsoft in that game, but it'll that's oh, okay. definitely multi-platform. Um, gotcha. um, I'm trying to think what else is there. There's so many things. I mean, there's just everything, man. Like yeah. that's. Like I said, for me, it's not even games that are coming out. It's just I'm waiting for the developers that I currently have PS4 games for, for them to come out with their PS5. Like Warframe? I kid you not, I'm super oh, excited right. to see the yeah. Warframe. 
That looks amazing. Like the PS5 version of Warframe is in <laughs> it's like night and day. And I'm like, holy shit. And I'm like, this is a game that's been out forever. It's like it's been out for bloody ever on these consoles. Like at the launch of the PS4 it came out. Like it was on PC before that. Like it's just insane. And the and the cool thing I really here's the thing that I really excited for too. With seeing these next gen consoles come out, I'm not having that feeling that I used to have before, where every time we saw a new game, I'd be like, oh, cool, Baldur's Gate 3 is coming out. Oh, cool, too bad consoles can't handle it, so I'm going to have to just play it on PC. Or like the new Total War is coming out, and I'm like, oh, man, so cool, too bad, you know, it's coming only on PC. Whereas now, I see a lot of developers. Um, with how easy it is to develop for the consoles right now and for um, the the value of doing it and how easy it is because it's all the same thing. You're not having to like, th- like people don't understand the reason why we go through development hell with half the games. We Like my brothers wants Insurgency Sandstorm, which is this crazy army shooter, whatever, garbage, whatever. It came early access on Steam. And it's still on early access, and they had to delay the the Xbox version and the PS3 version by almost eight months at this point. And he's like, I don't understand why it's not coming out right away. And I'm like, because literally every time they put it out on PC, oh, someone has a brand new graphics card. Guess what? They got to build a patch for that. Oh, then the new CPU comes out. You got to build a patch for that. Like, people that are PC gamers don't understand how much friggin' trouble you cause to to the gaming industry because you're so freaking privileged and (laughs) console gamers guess what hey all the ps5s have the same shit in it if it doesn't work on one of them guess what it's not gonna work on any of them guess what if it works on one it's gonna work on all of them like we're not gonna have the same issues so there's a reason why a lot of companies have dodge making pc games and just made console games because they're like hey yeah cool if it runs on one it runs on all so now and wait Corey, do you see that being a problem for the Xbox Series X, seeing how they have three different models, basically? Well, with the Xbox, it does, because the problem is the Xbox is running it like a PC. So that's what I'm saying right now. That's where the console issues that we're having right now are coming up, is because what's happening is these companies are trying to go, okay, I need to make a new version of this game to run on the PS5 and the Series X. Now, if I make it for the PS5, it only runs on the PS5. But if I make it for the Xbox X, it's just like pushing a button and it just upgrades it. But the problem is, is that then they have to make it run on all the Xboxes like that, which then means now you're running into that problem of going, okay, well, maybe it will run on the X fine, but will it run on the One X fine or will it run on the Series S fine? Like there's issues with that where it may run great on the Series X, but it might not run that way on the Series S or might run great on the like there's all these problems with that. Whereas the PS5, if it runs on the PS5, it's going to run on all the PS5s because they're all the same thing. And that's where even last console, console generation, we finally had it at a point where game companies were going, "Cool, we have the Xbox version." Like with the PS3 and Xbox 360, you could really see the difference of, "Oh shit, we have to make an Xbox version and we have to make a PS3 version." And PS3 really fucked things up. And um, that was because they were running Blu-rays, being smart. And Xbox was running DVDs, but that's beside the point. There was also other problems, 
But like Skyrim ran terrible. But there was a huge difference. There was a games that you see massive amount of difference between the two of them. With the PS4 and Xbox, we finally got to that point where it wasn't that big of a difference. Whereas now with Xbox having so many versions of it, they're running into the PC problem of, hey, we got to make sure that not only does it, when we release our game, we got to make sure it runs on this one, this one, this one, and this one, all the exact same way. Because with the Xbox smart delivery, if someone buys Cyberpunk for their Xbox One, starts playing it, gets an Xbox Series X, they've got to have it play better if not the same than what they had before. Whereas with a PlayStation 5 to a PS4, if you build the PS4 version to PS5, the PS5 is just running the PS4 version, but it's not really, it's getting texture packs that are just downloaded on top. Whereas if you're getting it to run as a PS5 version of the game, it's built to run on the PS5 to fully use the PS5. And that's why we're seeing such a big difference between a game made for PlayStation 5 and a game made for Xbox that is playable on Xbox Series X. Like, that's the big difference between games. Like, games that are made for PS5, guess what? Guess what? They load up in nine seconds. A game like whatever other game you're thinking of that is made for PS4, plays on a PS5, maybe it's a little bit slower than the Xbox. But the difference is it's just because it's running a basic game like a computer. It's not running the the PS5 made games run like stupid fast. They are faster than any of the PS4 games. Like, like Andy, would you not agree that when you play Ghosts, even though it's on your SSD on your PS5, it runs faster than when it did on PS4, but it's not running the speed of a of the PS5 made games. Dude, there was already some magic in Ghosts <laughs> on the PS4. With the yeah. loading times, but now it's I can still see a difference playing on the PS5. Can... Yeah, but what I'm saying is what I'm saying is that the load times of launching right. up Ghosts oh, yeah. on PS4, like the difference is games that are made for the system are way faster. Of course, than and like I said, that's the big thing that people need to understand right now is that when you're looking into this next gen of consoles and you're hearing these things about 120 frames per second on this and 60 frames per second on that. Here's the real thing. If you care so much about 120 frames per second because you want to play Warzone competitively, buy a PC because that's where you're going to play competitively anyway. Don't bitch at me because you can't play 120 frames per second or 1440p because 1440p is the, the a computer monitor. It is a computer monitor. Guess what that means? Computer monitor. Guess what? Buy a PC. Get off my back. If you want to play 4K like a real man, that looks really nice at 60 frames per second. Guess what? You buy a fucking PS5. You stop bitching about your stupid 14. I want to play 1440p at 60 frames per second. They gave you 4K. Does it really fucking matter that I can't play 1440p? Get off my back. Grow some balls. If you're going to play gaming on a console, stop your bitching about a fucking computer monitor that's 1440p. Like, I'm tired of people that are like, oh, well, you know, I don't get this. Oh, I don't get 120 frames per second. Cool. Do you have the $500 monitor that supports that? Because if you do, guess what? You should probably have a $3,000 computer that's a PC. If you could afford a $500 monitor, you're going to complain that a $600 console can't play on your $500 monitor? Guess what? Maybe you should have spent $500 on a monitor. Because guess what? This game looks amazing on everything and that's the thing about ps5 is that this looks crisp on my 1080 tv that's six years old 
or god this is nine years old tv i have a nine-year-old tv that look the ps5 makes this shit look amazing at 1080 like people need to get off their high horse and understand that gaming isn't about graphics it's not about yes frames per second play a bit of it but if it plays 120 frames per second and jumps between 110 and 120 constantly, guess what? You're going to see the difference and it's going to look like shit. Or if it just stays at 60 frames per second, you're going to be fine. And in all honesty, in this day and age, I would rather just have good games. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. I, I, you know what? COD, sweet. Warzone has 120 frames per second. Warzone can suck my dick. It's a shitty fucking it's battle royale games battle royale games are just i I proved my point today i proved my point today i went on Fortnite because i'm like you know what maybe it's different you know what the idea seems cool it looks really good on my ps5 it looks super cool but guess what i can only play battle royale i came in first second second third i'm not bad at them i don't care give me something that's good save the world mode looks great cool support that this is the thing if I care about, I, I want games that, like, games are, like, we when we talk about games that we're excited for, huh, it's kind of a shocker that most of those games are console games or were developed on a console. You didn't see Resident Evil 2, like, like I don't, I'm going to go on a rant here. It's okay. Gaming, go, go. go. Gaming would not be what it is today without consoles. Whether you PC master leaders think that it is, because guess what? Resident Evil, guess what it came out on? A console. Hey, cool. What did Monster Hunter come on when it first came out? C- console. Hey, what did Super Mario Brothers come out on? Uh, uh, what, what's that? What, what, uh, I can't hear you. Console. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Gaming is the way it is because of consoles. If consoles weren't around, PC gaming wouldn't survive. It wouldn't be around. You wouldn't see the shit you see. Hey, hey. Oh, Until Dawn. Oh, that's cool. Uh, maybe it came out because Heavy Rain was such a good game on console. Yeah, you want me to keep on? God of War. Oh, that's cool. Console. Hey, hey, Final Fantasy VII Remake? Oh, man, Final Fantasy series. When did that come out? Oh, yeah, on Nintendo. On a console. That's right. You want it? You want it? You want it? Want it? Oh, 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 wait, 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 wait. Let's see. Game of the Years right now? Huh, Hades. Oh, damn, that's a good game. On the Switch. Oh. Persona 5 Royal? That's a good game. On a PlayStation. Huh. It's almost like these games that have okay graphics are good games because they're good games. So guess what? This is why when we look at the PS5, like, like this comes down to it. Okay. When I play games, I just want to play games. So guess what? My loading times are cut in half. Cool. That's what makes this PS5 so amazing. Well, I think it's really funny you talk about like how like Oh man, PS5 is so great. PS5 this, PS5 that, PS5 this, and like well, even Xbox you even, though. You didn't even you didn't even like plan on buying any games for your PS5 when you bought your. No, PS5. I didn't. I was just gonna play PS4 games. You just wanted to play better versions of PS4. <laughs> like you were happy was just, enough settling for that. And it's because they gave me the the PlayStation told me what I wanted. They're like, hey, guess what? All the PlayStation exclusives you currently play now are gonna be better. And you get a new trophy list, and you can replay them. You play Mafia on that shit yet? No, I gotta play Mafia on this thing. Oh, man. The only thing is with Mafia, though, like, all my PS4 games at this current time are on my external. And like I said, in all honesty, like Andy says, Ghost, you see a difference. 
But when you have those PS5 games that are like built, a, a PS4 game that is built to be PS5, like those free upgrade games, there is hands down such a big difference. And those are the games that I'm excited for. Like when they give us that God of War patch, when they're going to redo, got like, oh man, I can't wait to throw that axe and have it come back and feel the haptic feedback of it hitting my hand. Oh, like, are they are they making a PS5? Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're they're making a PS5 patch for God of War at this point in time. They're making a PS5 patch for Wars Warframe at this current point in time. I'm, they're, you know they're I'm really happy about PS5 I'm happy, patch I'm, for Last of Us. I'm happy with the fact that Sony is kind of like putting all these packs in these games and they're not charging anything for them. Well, that's the big thing people don't understand is like the so, like, cool thing the about all Re- these. The Age of Remasters, Corey. Is 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 probably going to be done unless it's like a remastered game from the past, like from the ground up. I don't think we're going to see any like gouging you for sixty dollars to play a game you just played last year anymore. Well, and the cool thing about, like I said, the big thing that I love about what PlayStation is doing, and like I say, this is why I've always liked PlayStation. It's because PlayStation has always done the thing. We know what you like. I mean, I like the fact. Let's that, just real, real quick, Corey. I like the yeah. fact that. I have two PS5 games already, and I don't. Own, I don't even own a PS5. Well, that's what I mean, though, I right? Like on three, I own three, right? Because I own Borderlands. I own. You Black own Man. Borderlands. You you I can get Warframe. War. I, I mean Man Warframe. Eater. I, I own Man Eater. Yeah, so three and then, games plus bugs and then, at launch, and, and then Warframe. Like that's great. Like they're they're already sucking me in by making all their well, games and, compatible with next gen, but upresing well, them, adding new trophy lists for people who are into that shit. Like. That grabs me in, whereas like Microsoft's Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, well, Game and... Pass, stick it up your ass, Game Pass. Game well, here's pass, the stick it up your here... ass. Like, it's well, like here's the all they care about is Game Pass. Well, here's the thing though, right? Like the big thing differences too is that when we're talking about these games that are are redone versions, like like yes, playing Ghosts on my PS5 is better than playing it on my PS4. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, but that's because it's it runs but, faster. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, but but playing Miles Morales on my PS5 feels like a different game. That's the difference. I'm not getting the the like, Ghosts has the same everything else. It just plays better. Whereas when I'm getting a game that's being upgraded for the ground up for the PS5, it like like me and Brandon had a conversation the other day. Well, Borderlands, he's like, now with the PS5 versions, he's like, it feels so different. I'm going to replay the game. And it's like, he's already spent 300 hours in that game. Yes, Andy, would you like to turn this off? I was going to say, just to bring this back to your original point. (laughs) Yeah. About the Xbox Series S and X and all, all that bullshit. We've already heard developers bitching about cross-gen development how it's a pain in the ass for them and the, i see the series s as it, it, it's a souped up xbox one x more or less and i think given the specs and the price point it's it, it is going to hold back the xbox games in some capacity i mean if you watch go and watch digital foundry's video on dirt 5 and it's going to blow your mind because it, we're not just talking about ray tracing or 60 frames per second. 
the look on some of the cars, the modeling of it, it's like looking at old gen versus new gen, looking from Series X and PS5. That's how big of a difference we're talking about here. It's not marginal in any way. And I think that's it's because, kind of insane. Yeah, and I think it's because there's the S there that's sort of anchoring and like, well, you have to have this game work on this as well. And I really hate to think what a game like Cyberpunk is going to run on on the Series S. Like, what, 200p? <laughs> when that shit comes out? It's, it's scary to think. And then look at well, Halo. That, it's also running on- look at Halo. Halo Infinite. Like, tell me that wasn't gimped by the, by the Series S. Look at it. Dude, yeah, if that game came out for just the Xbox Series X, that game would be ten times better. And the the worst part is, is that like you said, Andy, this whole having to like support somewhat of an older version, and that's it, it's the same thing. We and and I don't get it. We run into this every gen, like when when the PS3 came out, and everybody complained because you know the PS3 at the beginning, the graphics looked the same as 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 Xbox, because what was happening is the PlayStation was running a Blu-ray. And it was able to pull the graphics off of the Blu-ray and run straight 1080 out. Okay, now a lot of people don't know this because they never looked into it. The Xbox 360 was a DVD. Now a DVD only does 480. So what they were doing with a DVD on an Xbox is they were doing 480 and then was up-resing it to 1080 if so not 720p. If at best, I know later on they got it to where it was 720p on the DVD and then it upresed it to 1080, but that's what was happening. And at the beginning of the cycle, we really didn't see a lot of difference between the two games, to two companies. But when you saw um, PlayStation really put their foot to the pedal and come out with games like Heavy Rain, come out with games like The Last of Us, where they go, Here's what a game with a Blu-ray disc that has 60 gigs worth of storage built onto it that's able to just pull for straight from it, put it out on it. This is what it can look like. And the same thing happened with the PS4 where PlayStation always seems to do this thing where like, I'm excited to see what happens with the PS5 in the future with this controller and with the way that things look and the idea that they don't have to be held back to this Series X S. Like, it's going to suck that all third-party games have to run on the S. Like, that's the thing that we, t- we talked about Resident Evil. Why am I not excited for Resident Evil 8 as much as other games? Is because Resident Evil 8 has to play on the S. And it has to play on the X probably too, because at Microsoft's going to want it to be played on there. And the idea that it has to come out for the S just means that I know right away that my experience with it is going to be that it not only has to... Here's the thing. It's not just a graphical difference. That makes it the difference. It's it has to run. It's like with a car. If 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 you do a car and you you build a car with a, an engine, and I have a turbo, and it's a thousand horsepower turbo on a car that does six hundred horsepower. If I throw that turbo onto a three cylinder Mini Coupe, it's not gonna do anything. Because it only has so much potential. And that's the problem with the S. Is the S only can go so far before it becomes obsolete. And can't go any further. And we're at least with the PS5. The PS5 is the PS5. Like I said before. Developers are going to be able to go. Cool. 
let's max out this console. Let's make this console just burn. Let's 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 get a game that makes this thing push so hard that it's melting the chips inside of it, but we'll turn it down just a bit so it doesn't do. Yeah. Whereas I just, I just, I just sent you guys both on Facebook by the way some pictures of what this shit looks like, and it's you guys, it's horrendous. You got it's absolutely it. horrendous how bad that looks. <laughs> it looks like I'm playing Forza Motorsports One. Well, but see, here's the here's the thing. This is what I was talking about just a while ago. Like, I can't is... wait for Gran Turismo Seven. Like, I like honestly, that's why I felt like I didn't need the system at launch because the one game I want it for, like, badly comes out in February. Like, I, I, yeah, and that's when I'll have my console. So, like, I'm but that's super... sorry. No, I'm yeah. super. I'm super excited for that game. Like, I am over the moon excited for a real Gran Turismo game, taking it back to its roots, getting driver's license having a world map again, like, I'm excited for that shit, like, because sport was just so fucking bad, and what this system can do, and what you guys have been saying, makes me ex- extremely excited to see how haptic feedback's gonna work in a racing game, mm-hmm. and how well, the dual sense triggers are gonna work in a racing game. It's gonna be absolutely insane. Well, especially with, like I say, where where the difference comes in, too, is... Like, I'm excited to see what Rockstar does with Grand, with Grand Theft Auto. Like, imagine what they could do with Grand Theft Auto on PlayStation 5. I mean, they could do a lot, but they have to make it for Xbox S as well. Like, that's, that's, that's the, it's going to be a problem. And I don't care how many people want to tell me it's not going to be a problem. It is. Like, the, the Series S is literally just a wee bit better than an Xbox One X. And... Okay, it's a little bit better. It's a little bit than a wee bit better, but it's not a huge jump like we're seeing with the the Xbox Series X. And like I say, I I maybe Xbox might make the choice later down the road to go, "Okay, hey, guess what? Sorry, this is only a Series X." The idea that there's games that are coming out where the disc versions are different between the the Xbox X and the Xbox Series X, the discs are different and the like it's a different disc, it's different everything. Because you have to buy the right version. It's stupid. But I don't know if maybe Xbox will drop this later on and go, okay, sorry, you have to buy a Series X to really see the full potential. I don't know. I I hope they don't have to push all those gamers out of that console. But at the exact same time, I really do feel that this is holding back the generation. So. But. Beside talking about Xbox, I can't wait for every PlayStation exclusive to come out. Like you said, Joe, Gran Turismo, I am tempted to buy Dirt 5 because I do enjoy myself some racing games. But I'm really excited to see um, what happens with the Gran Turismo because, yeah, like you said, the haptic feedback and the adaptive triggers and all that. I actually might play Gran Turismo properly because it will feel so good that I won't care. So. PlayStation 5. <laughs> so do you guys have any closing statements on the PS5? Andy, let, I'll let you talk for a little bit because I know Corey is I, talked I have for to like breathe a little bit. 25 minutes straight without letting you talk. So. Yeah, I uh, I just want to say that um, I was pretty excited going into this purchase like from when, the, when it was first revealed and when all, all the game announcements sort of slowly leaked out and then actually pre-ordering it i felt really excited but actually getting my hands on it and playing it it's it, it's again it takes you back to when you first discovered playing the video games it's 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 that much fun 
and I think it's like my favorite gaming console so far, which is nuts considering it's not even I haven't have a huge library yet, but still it's it's had that much of an impact on me in these last two weeks. I feel like you're very excited to see what's to come. Right. And there's so much in the pipeline. And if the games look and feel this good at launch, could you imagine like a year from now, two years from now, as the tools get better, as developers like know what the system can really do? Because the one thing we learned with the PS4 is if you compare a game like Infamous Second Son to The Last of Us Part Two, it's like a generational difference because of the quality of those games. Well, how about Infant Second Son versus Ghost of Tsushima? Right. Right. Yeah, from the same developers. That's, that, that's, a, more fair, yeah. that's a fairer point. It's a fair uh, analogy. But yeah, like I can't even begin to think what a game would look like even halfway through this console's life cycle. And knowing that the oh. biggest games are just beyond the horizon, it gets me really excited. Ah, huh, get it? Horizon? I, I know, that was a joke. So. Yeah, but that game's coming out for PS4, so right. I'm not yeah. expecting much from it. Right. But, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, Joe, and this is what I want to express a little bit. If the Horizon Zero, the new Horizon game, is going to get the treatment that Spider-Man's getting between a PS4 and a PS5 version, there is no... I cannot um, put this game any lower because of that. Like, even though it can run on a PS4 and not just a PS5, the, like I said, just the look and everything, like, the, the, if you gave me Spider-Man Remastered and you told me that it was a launch title for the PS5, I would not doubt you. You could you could try to tell me there was a one in 2018, and I'd be like, there's no way this could run on the PS4 because it's that good. And that's the biggest thing, and that if PlayStation is going to put the love and care into making a P- the PS5 version such an upgrade from the PS4 version, then I, I, I'm not going to really put it down because it's going to be both. But I can't wait. Mm-hmm. It's just, like I said, every time we talk about it, it's just, like Andy says, it's just the excitement we get. Like, that's, that's the crazy... I've never had the excitement of a console before where... I'm at the point where the because I've just started reviewing games and things like that. Um, I've kind of found a new li- new privilege for when I get a game to review. Can I like, you know, you go, oh, OK, you know, I hope this isn't bad. You know, like. I'm going to review this anyway, and you try to find the good in games and like what you enjoy about it because you're trying to push yourself through the review sometimes. Whereas. With a PS5, if you said, hey, here's a PS5 game, review it. I don't care what it is. I will review it because I just want to play my PS5 more. Like. Just it's I've never had that feeling before where I'm like, cool, give me anything. Give me a racing game. Give me a visual novel. I don't care. I just want to experience it on my PS5. I've never had that feeling before. Just yeah, yeah. I think that's a good place to end it. I I also think that's a great place to end this show. Um, 
So perfect. Yeah. Corey, so man, we'll do. As you know, guys, this has been an episode of Game Stuff. Um, we like we said before, we can't wait for all the games coming up. We can't wait to see the future of the PS5. I can't wait to see the first game that's not Cyberpunk that takes two full discs <laughs> on the PS5. Because that is going to be one hell of a game. Maybe three discs. Let's see if we can get... Maybe we'll get Final Fantasy Remake Part 3. will be three discs. Okay. It'll be the, just the most... Well, Final Fantasy 16 will be three discs. And we'll have to actually switch them. Bring back the old days. Oh, Jesus. Imagine, have, like, real fast. Imagine haptic feedback in Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Oh, dear Jesus. That, Jesus. Joe, they're, they're already talking about doing an upgrade for that, too. Please. I oh, can't handle God. it. I can't handle it, Joe. Matt, Andy, you would replay that and get all the trophies again, wouldn't you? Oh, fuck yeah, I'll play it a second time. Why not? <laughs> oh, I... Oh, the, I the controller is going to make you go back and replay things in a new way. It, like, like you said, it makes things fresh again. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's the whole thing, right? It's just crazy. But so it's anyway, a coat, right? Just like the fresh painted coat you guys can find on our Facebook group. We made a Facebook page. It's new. It's exciting. It's not the private group. Uh, you can find it <laughs> by searching into the Facebook group at GameStuffCast. Once you're there. You can then go to our link that we have in there to find the private group and chat up with all of our other fans and friends and hosts alike. With that, you can also find us on Twitter at GameStuffCast. We are sorry we don't use it that much. Why? It's Twitter. Um, we just it's it's we we're playing games too much. Like you know, invite us on PlayStation. You know, I'll talk to you then because, you know, you can do that. Like at Grounded or find me on the Grounded Gamer, no E-double-D. That's where you can find me on PlayStation. Send me invites. Let me know who you are, please, in the invite. Um, I know that sometimes I get descriptions from people that are like good girl 99. But when it says visit my site to see nudes, I know that's not from you guys. That's not a real friends request. That's just spam mail. Um. So send me a message so at least I know it's real. Uh, Joe, where can they find you? You can find me on all social media, besides Facebook, obviously. I'm Mr. TMNT84. That's capital M, lowercase r, capital TMNT84. That's on Twitter, PlayStation Network, and I believe that's Instagram as well. So, yeah. Cool. And then Andy, where can they find you and listen to your wonderful other podcast that you're on? Oh, you can find me at Twitter at dual at D U E L underscore screens. I'm also on dualscreens.com, also on YouTube, forward slash dual screens TV. Uh, yeah, just punch in dual screens on all your podcast providers Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple, iTunes, Bullcrap. And I'm all over that shit. And it's awesome. We talk to devs, it's fun. We just spoke to the artist for Battletoads, and it was amazing. That could oh, be, that, did you give him shit? I gave her <laughs> shit. I gave her shit. And that comes out uh, this upcoming Thursday. <laughs> did you really give her shit? I, uh, so, guys, I was like, so you've been working for all these years. What the fuck did you do to Dark Queen? That was the first thing I asked her. <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, it was an amazing interview because... You know, she give you the true truthful answer. It, it was it was a moment where because most guests on the show, like I've played their games, I, I gush about their products, 
this was a chance. <laughs> this was like a chance to speak to someone who I wasn't. I was sort of hypercritical about their work, so I was like, I had to like not be a total asshole. But you know, I don't want to hang up the call. But I right, fuck this asshole goodbye. I, I didn't come and get yelled at for an hour and a half. <laughs> but it, gotcha. it, it, it was a good time. It was a good time. That comes out on Thursday. So long. Did you say it was? Did you say she say it was because Microsoft said so? Just watch the episode. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. 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 We'll watch the episode. Uh, dual screens. Uh, at, on YouTube. Uh, with that as well, guys. If you want to see more uh, shows that are like ours uh just not as good obviously uh you can check out the trophy whores they've been around forever they are the uh playstation podcast uh obviously not talking about the super cool sony pony like us uh uh, you can find them on the proven gamer website where you can also sometimes see pg spoilers which we come out with every once in a while with that remember if you want to pre-order your ps5 when it finally is available or you want to buy that extra underwear you can always go get that on our Amazon link on the website. Also, don't forget, guys, uh, 2020 is not over yet. Me and Joe are raising money for the kids through Extra Life. Uh, you can find the link for that. Just look up the game stuff uh, on Extra Life. You can help donate there. Much appreciated. So far, we've raised over $600 towards the kids. Uh, and we're hoping to hit our goal of $1,000 before the end of 2020, which we'll be streaming. And you guys have to join our groups to find out when and where with that we also want to thank uh isaac sago uh at carbonmade.com for doing our logo logo as well as our intro song is done by a band called take away the ugly and the song's called don't panic and you can find them on Bandcamp. with that as always guys stay grounded talk to you later check you later guys go by hyrule warriors age calamity you won't be disappointed what he said